0: Hastings, Grand Island, Kearney, and all of south-central Nebraska. The High School Football pregame Show is brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Listen to this game and all Flat River Radio High School sports broadcasts at flatriverpreps.com. Follow along tonight on the live scoreboard at flatriverpreps.com. Now let's get out to the field for tonight's football game on The Breeze 94.5.
1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome here to St. Paul for the uh, Mary Landing Healthcare pregame. Your care, our inspiration, and this is an inspiring time of year because every team that has made it to this Friday night, the last Friday of October, has the same record: zero and zero. Yes, St. Paul tonight comes in rated number five in the state. They would be a favorite tonight against Saint Cecilia, but again, this is the part of the year that you want to get hot, you want to play well, and if you go undefeated, they hand you a very large trophy there at Memorial Stadium in lincoln i'm randy Bushcutter, kind enough to join me to uh break this one down for us is larry baker head football coach over at centura and you know both of these teams pretty well but especially saint paul because you played these guys only two weeks ago
2: yeah outside of last week's game i've seen every single snap saint paul has had on the season and this is a fantastic football team they've played a pretty rough schedule so they are battle tested they're full of sophomores and juniors so it's a very young team but they've had to play a lot of tough teams early. They've played Norfolk Catholic. They've played uh, O'Neill. They've played Central City. I mean, they've played kind of the who's who as this thing has gone through. And I'm just going to tell you, Randy, it is a fantastic football team all the way around with the Wildcats. But I will tell you, you can't sleep on St. Cecilia. It's a program that's very storied, and they've got a tremendous head football coach yep. with a lot of wins he'll know how to make you at some point in this game play left-handed, and you better have an answer for that, because Carl Tesmer does know what he's doing.
1: Well, I was going to say, you know, you balance everything out. I was just going to ask you, do they still have Carl Tesmer over there on that sideline? Because you're absolutely right. He's able to kind of pull a rabbit out of his hat from time to time, and I think one of the things when you take a look at the stats for Saints, so you, you kind of see that. They don't really have that one stud running back, but they got about four guys that have run for about 250 to maybe 300 yards on the year, so they kind of have a 1,000-yard a, a rusher, but they did it in a much different way.
2: That's exactly right. You know, Seeley or Hamburger is one of those guys. They're not back there. I get it. But he's able, and his offense has evolved. He's still going to make you what Carl Tesmer does better than anybody is you've got to defend the A, B, and C gap and in a different way. He's got a power play, a counter play, and a trap play to every gap. But he's evolved this offense. He'll get in some spread stuff and run some other concepts I can assure you at some point tonight he's going to make St. Paul play, like I said, left-handed. He's going to take something away. St. Paul wants to get to the edge with stretch. Eli Larson, number 35, he's a sophomore, 1,000-yard rusher. Fabulous. And when he sticks his foot in the ground and gets north and south, look out because this guy can fly.
1: We're going to step away for a moment. When we come back, we'll have a Ravenna Sanchez. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection, find us in your local yellow pages. We step away for a moment here on The Breeze, when we come back we'll talk with the two head coaches beginning with Carl Tesmer of St. Cecilia when we return after this.
3: Two months after he got married, Ron was diagnosed with cancer.
4: Just because of the, the type of cancer I had directly affected the ability to have children.
3: This basically would eliminate any chances of having children naturally.
4: You know, we went from the joy of getting married and starting that part, and then, poof, your perspective just completely flips.
3: And so when I found out I was pregnant that Saturday, it was just absolutely mind-boggling.
4: It was uh, one of the best days of my life. made me forget about all that bad stuff that had happened.
3: And I can't help but be incredibly proud because... I never thought I'd have a chance to have a First Mother's Day or hold my baby.
4: It just makes the love stronger. We are on in care of Faber.
3: And our son Graham was born at Mary Lanning.
5: Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Talk with H. C. St. say, head coach Carl Tesmer, the Hawks back into the state playoffs for the first time in a couple of years, coach. That's that's a good feeling.
6: Oh, real good feeling, Mike. And a, a real reward for our kids who have worked so hard in the off season. We've talked about it before. They really did. And you don't get something for nothing, and they, they've worked for this and so it's a nice reward for them going, you know, going six and three, but making the playoffs and and uh, which is something we've missed here in the last few years. And, and I'm very, very happy. I'm proud of, First of all, very proud of those kids for what they've done and very happy for them, especially our seniors, for uh, what they've given us and, and a little bit of reward that comes back from them.
5: A number 11 seed in the, uh, the state playoffs. This is not going to be easy uh, to win games here. No, it isn't,
6: and you know those sixteen that are in are really good, and then those top four are just you know they can play with just about anybody, but uh, you know and and but that's a good seed for us. I mean, with our schedule and everything going six and three and having come you know that point total of forty point two or whatever it was was really pretty good. I thought we'd be crawling in there at thirty nine something, drawing the number one or number two seed, you know, on the road, and so you know they're all, but they're all good, Mike. They're all they're the team. The, those top seven or eight are are good football teams, and so being
5: on the road, you know,
6: we've, we've got our hands full even with St. Paul tonight.
5: Losses to Donovan, Trumbull, and Sutton to wrap up the the regular season. It was uh, not a good finish for your team.
6: No, and, uh, you know, I had a better feeling about the Donovan game if you're going to look at scores, although they dominated the game pretty good against us, but at least the score was was somewhat respectable. But Sutton was just, uh, you know, they, they, were just, they, they were no matchup. We were no matchup for them, and they were – you know they were a lot better than us and and they they brought their a game and they played it hard and so yeah that was tough it was difficult and we knew that was coming I'm not that we knew those last two games were going to be tough and they they proved out to be tough and and if we could have got maybe Freeman in between all that or among you know before that we might have got a home uh draw but it's as it is we didn't and but we're still happy again, and to me, in the playoffs and happy for these kids. And, and uh, you know, it's a good feeling to, to have a winning season and to make the playoffs. But, but you are right about those last two. And they're, they're good. You know, they're, both those teams deserve to be in where they're at. And, and uh, hopefully, you know, they'll continue their seasons, too.
5: Both of those games, we had problems running the football, and that's going to be a big concern, especially a team that we're going to see tonight in the St. Paul. Big concern that we had an inability to run the football the last two weeks.
6: Well, teams with big offensive lines and big running backs have bothered us, you know, and, and, and we switched our defense to a to a three three to try to slow down some of that zone stuff that people are running and throwing the ball. And now all of a sudden, nobody's throwing the ball; they're just running. So, you know, being in that. Uh, you know, first of all, you they only have three down linemen, to, and and we're not exceptionally big there. And then our our linebackers aren't real big, but and they're, and they're good. We're good. We're we're a good football team. We're a good solid C two football team, but we you know we need a little bit more size to uh, match up with other people's running games.
5: And, and that's the the same situation. We're banged up a little bit in the offensive line. Thus, we have had problems uh, running the football as well. You know,
6: and we had Jared Prevet You know, he just one of those outstanding C2 uh, uh, guards, and he'd been hurt, and we missed him for three games and got him back, and he was a, in pretty good, you know, full boat. And then next thing you know, uh, uh, Alex Thomas uh, has, an, an, you know, he dislocated the kneecap, and he'll be, he'll, he'll have surgery on it, and he'll be out. And And those two, plus Jonas Marshall, those three seniors have given us so much this season and uh, to have one of them hurt and come back, and then to lose another one, but you know, from there we drop down, and and uh, those and the people that we have aren't—it's not like they're not capable; they're just not seasoned. You know, there's nothing like a senior that's kind of been through it all uh, after a few years with a lot of experience. But, you know, that's just what we have, and, and uh, we've got some good running backs. And so we're hoping that – and Thomas Reddick can throw the ball. He really can. He threw the ball well for us in practice all week. And so hopefully we'll get the kind of weather, and, and maybe our receivers will you – know, and he'll have a good night and, and make connections.
5: What about uh, St. Paul? The, the Cats come in 7-2. and They'll be the, the number 16. What do we know about that?
6: Well, their program's it's up and coming. You know they've got a nice varsity program, and then their younger kids have got some nice. You know they got some nice football players down there, and so they've always had size, and they're they're putting it together. They like to run the football, and and uh, with that big offensive line, and then defensively they're going to play. You know, play it tough. They're going to they're going to challenge us to knit and pick a little bit away, and then hopefully we can hit a pass or two in between all that, and uh, you know yards and and scores of. Are going to be stingy, you know, for us. But we'll do the best we can, and if we if we can, we can play good defense tonight and force them to punt a few times. I think we got a, a chance to play this football team and and give them a good game.
5: It was their defense? Just looking at their uh, their turnovers, they forced uh, 15 interceptions. They they've, they've recovered 12 fumbles. It looks like a defense that really strives on uh, turning the opposition over.
6: Well, they play those down linemen. Their, their four linemen have got a lot of size to them. You know, four-man front, and they're down in all fours, and they're coming hard. So, uh, you know, it's an attack-type thing. They're, they, they're shooting a linebacker, usually a, an inside one, about every play, other play, whatever. And they get If they can get you in third and long, you're at the mercy. You know, look out, here they come. Next thing you know, you're scrambling and putting the ball up for grabs, and, and I'm sure that has something to do with their uh, interception. But... A lot of teams are going to throw the ball against them just because they have that size, you know, and they and they strive on on trying to shut the run down, and so they're forcing you to throw the ball. And and again, if you have to throw it quick and and uh, maybe you aren't set quite uh, as well, then then it's anybody's ball.
5: Is that what we're going to have to do tonight to to stay in this ball game? Throw the ball around a little bit, maybe a little bit more than we have uh, all season long. Well, I
6: think so, you know,
5: and I, I don't know if it's going to get into that twenty
6: five pass category, but. But, uh, you know, if we could make connection, we, we definitely want to run the uh, somewhat run the ball and control. We want to control the ball. It's not, it's not a matter of how many times you throw it. You just want to control it and keep it away from them because uh, the longer you can do that the better and, and make connection, score, and,
5: then the better chance you have of, of trying to win the ball game in the long run. Okay, good. Thanks, Mike. Arnold Zesmer, head coach for Hastings St. Cecilia. We'll have more on tonight's pregame show right after this.
7: That's a great looking truck. Where'd you find it? I found it at You Betcha Auto in St. Paul. You Betcha is family owned with a comfortable, no pressure atmosphere. Do they have lots of vehicles? They've got a great selection. You Betcha specializes in pre-owned, top quality trucks, cars, and SUVs. If they don't have what you want, they'll find it for you. It was a great hometown buying experience at You Betcha Auto in St. Paul. Call Brian or Jared at 308-754-2200 or go to YouBetchaAuto.com to see the vehicles available. And go Wildcats
8: continuing along with another Ravenna Sanitation coaches interview now speaking with St. Paul head coach Rusty Fuller coach thanks for giving us a few minutes before the
9: game thank you appreciate it
8: your ball club is seven and two on the year district champions the two losses are to a c1 qualifier that was central city and a team you could see next week in Norfolk Catholic how did this regular season prepare you for the playoffs
9: we wanted to make sure we were battle tested, um, early on. So with our wish list, we wanted to put, you know, some of those C1 schools down like Central City O'Neill and then obviously getting Norfolk Catholic, who's a traditional powerhouse. I think it was good for our young kids to play in those games early on. So they knew what it took, uh, to kind of play at a high caliber level. So I feel really good going into the playoffs.
8: Over the course of the season, you ran the ball, and I counted up to be 83% of the time. What made your run game something for you to lean on?
9: We feel like our offensive line um, is doing a lot better job as the season progresses, and then Eli Larson and Jackson Seward, our two running backs in the backfield, are are really running the ball well, but we're an option-oriented offense, uh, and we rely heavily on our quarterback to make the right reads. I feel like we try to set the play-action pass off of the run If we can get teams to suck up on our run, uh, that's beneficial for us.
8: You've had a number of different people carry the ball, but no one has carried it further than Eli Larson. He's also one of your leading tacklers. What kind of leadership has he brought to your ball club this year?
9: With Eli only being a sophomore, he actually did get voted in as a captain of our team. We kind of knew coming into the season he was going to be a special player for us. We weren't sure if he'd get over that 1,000-yard mark or not, but... I think starting week five, that Wood River game, he really turned a corner and started running the ball hard for us. And even the last couple weeks, Jackson Seward started doing the same thing. Kids are kind of feeding off of Eli. Eli's one of the hardest workers we have. He's kind of our vocal leader, and he wants to win. He's a competitor, so can't say enough good things about Eli.
8: And with running an option game, what what have you had at quarterback? Because there is a lot of decision-making that has to be made there and to go throughout the course of this season, your only two losses being to playoff teams in C1 and C2, have to have some uh, some very good quarterback play there, Coach.
9: Brendan Knapp's a sophomore. Uh, last year he didn't hardly get any snaps. So first couple games uh, we got his feet wet. He struggled early on, but he's really came along. He's a student of the game. He understands the option. He's uh, my volunteer assistant coach's kid, so he's around the game. He's grew up. Uh, playing the game. He's a very, very smart kid. He makes the right decisions. And so I feel 100% confident with him uh, running our offense.
8: Always nice to have a couple young skill players going forward. As you said, they're both just sophomores. Looking at this week, though, St. Cecilia 6-3, and three. those losses have come to teams all in the C2 playoff field. What stands out to you about the Blue Hawks?
9: Very well-disciplined team. Obviously, they're well-coached with Coach Tesmer. They're not going to make a lot of mistakes. He's going to put them in position to make plays. I think uh, with us, is if we don't make any mistakes and we can establish our run game, we're going to be in good shape. We've got to make them one-dimensional. We've got to shut down their run, rely heavily on our defense to win this game. But, you know, Hastings-St. Cecilia has been battle-tested as well, especially playing those three teams that made the playoffs. So they'll be ready to play.
8: Uh, finally, Coach, as you said, got to limit mistakes. What will make your team successful this week to be playing at least one more week?
9: Establish the run game. If we can establish the line of scrimmage, I say it every week, um, the game is won and lost at the line of scrimmage. And so I I feel very confident with how our line play has been the last few weeks and uh, with rushing the ball. And we do have two big tight ends, Logan Vogel, Carson Morgan, that we can get involved if we need to. We haven't really had to the last couple weeks, but we can create mismatches on the perimeter. And I think going into the playoffs, we're going to have to start doing that.
8: That's St. Paul head coach, Rusty Fuller. Coach, thanks for your time. Best of luck this evening. Thank you. Starting lineups are coming next.
10: Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season.
1: Back here in St. Paul, time now to give you our starting lineups here on the Landing Healthcare pregame show. That will begin first of all for the Blue Hawks on defense. They'll go with Tate Schmidt, a six foot tall, 170 pound junior, a 5'10, 160 pound senior. Benedict Clark will also start on defense. Alex Burns, a junior, 175 pounds, and a. Uh, uh, senior, uh, also Luke Rodriguez, a 5'11", 170-pound senior; Micah Heil, a 5'11", 175-pound junior; Blake Esch will play in the defensive backfield, 5'10", 165 pounds, and a senior Gunner Fisher, 5'11", 175 pounds, and a junior Jacob Brulierp, a 5'10", 160-pound junior. Anthony Sabatka, 6'1", 185-pound sophomore. Jonas Marshall will play on the line, 5'10", 205 pounds. And Jared Prevett, a 6'3", 240-pound senior, will make the start on defense here for head coach Carl Tesmer. And now for the starting lineup for the 7-2 St. Paul Wildcats, their head coach, Rusty Fuller. On offense, they go like this. At right guard, Tyson Rasmussen, 5'10", 180 pounds, and a junior. The left guard is Gunnar Nyberg, a 6'1", 175-pound sophomore. At center is a senior, Christian Eker. He is 5'9", 185 pounds. The right tackle is Caleb Peterson, 6'4", 325 pounds, just a sophomore. Also sophomore left tackle, Nathan Shear, he's 6'1", 240 pounds. The fullback is Jackson Seward, 5'10", 165 pounds, wide receiver, Wyatt Plackey 5'8, 147 pounds. He is a senior. At sophomore is uh, Eli Larson. He's six foot two hundred and nine pounds and has rushed for over a thousand yards on the season. Tight ends are Logan Vogel, 6'4", 205 pounds. Carson Morgan, uh, Morgan also a uh, two hundred and five-pound senior, will be the other tight end. And a quarterback is Brendan Knapp, six foot one hundred and seventy-five pounds for, as we said, the seven and two St. Paul Wildcats who uh, really probably not going to throw the ball very much at all here, uh, Larry Baker. They are going to live and die with that running game tonight against St. Cecilia.
2: Yeah, what you're going to see out of them tonight, Randy, is those two tight ends for an option team, this is what you asked for. They're both about six You're going to see tight ends straight up uh, the seams, and then you're going to see the fullback, Jackson Seward, come out of the backfield off of what will look like a power play, just old-school fullback waggle. He'll get into the flat. Those are... Literally, their two main passing concepts, if they throw it at all, that's what it'll be.
1: Well, they average only about seven, a little bit over seven passes per game. So, yeah, they and they haven't really felt the need to throw the ball all over the place because, again, uh, on the ground, Eli Larson has uh, averaged 7.6 yards per carry and has run for 1,026 yards.
2: Yeah, Eli Larson's a stud. He likes to be outside, doesn't really like to run it inside a whole lot at all because the big key there inside is Jackson Seward. He's probably the most important guy on this team, the fullback. Unbelievable run and veer option to him. The run veer option, you don't tackle the fullback, it's big trouble for you.
1: And we kind of talked about it being done by committee for St. Cecilia. Their, their strength also is running the football. Mike Ohio has run for 472 yards. Jake Ashford, 251 yards. Thomas Rediger, 176. Ben Clark, 288. Tate Schmidt, 250. I mean, you total all that up, you're looking at a 1,300-yard rusher.
2: It's exactly what Carl Tesmer's always done. Very rarely does he feature a back. He spreads the ball around, and that limit's the pounding on individual guys, and that's exactly what you're going to see out of the uh, Blue Hawks tonight.
1: So, we're uh, getting close to getting this one ready to go here. Of course, uh, St. Paul will be in their all-blue uniforms here on their home field, and right now, St. Cecilia is being announced, and they've got those rather black pants and uh, really dark blue, if not black, uh, uniforms here for the Blue Hawks, and again, not a stranger at all, being this time of the season, Kyle Tesmer has been one of the most successful coaches, period. You get into the playoffs, that guy wins a lot of titles through the course of the year. Well,
2: he's got as many playoff wins as a lot of uh, head coaches have career wins. This guy is a magnet to November. He just is, and, and so it's no, no new piece that he's here.
1: Well, again, you've been listening to the Mary Laning Healthcare Pregame, your care, our inspiration. We're going to step away for a moment as we're doing the introductions. We'll return with more of our pregame show right after this.
4: I had some things bothering me, some pain, and doctors suspected that it was cancer. All of a sudden, I get a call and I found out the cancer is moving to your lungs very rapidly. You need to go see Dr. Pornchai immediately. I had knew about the Morris Cancer Center, yes. I had heard some good things about it. I didn't even think about going anywhere else. Chemo is very tough. They cared about every step of the process. They made you feel at home as, as well as they can in a cancer center. I had nine weeks of treatment and then you know, we did a couple more tests down the road with them, I and mean, then they said things started to turn around a little. It was, uh, I don't know, it's hard to describe. It was like a weight being lifted. It changes your life every minute for the rest of it. I'm Ronald Faber, and I was treated here in Mary Lanning.
7: Mary Lanning Health Your care, our inspiration. The Breeze, 94.5.
1: And welcome back here to uh, St. Paul. Let's get you updated on what has happened and what's about to happen throughout the course of the state. There are some finals in Class A. Number two, Millard South had no problem with uh, number 15 seed Lincoln Pius. 34-14 to 14 was the final in Class A. Uh, one game underway in Class B. Number three, York, has a 21-0 lead over the 14-seed Alliance. That game is in the second quarter. In Class C1, first quarter, Aurora 21 to nothing over number 16 Arlington that's in the first quarter number eight Gothenburg with a 20 to nothing lead over the ninth seed West Point Beamer that game is in the second quarter coming up a little bit on KICS radio it'll be fifth seed at Adams Central taking on number 12 seed Central City again that'll be at 7 p.m. on KICS the pregame of course is already underway and the second seed Pierce with a 45 to 12 win over Shadron in class C2 one game's underway, BRLD with a 14, uh, t- currently they're trailing 15-14 to 14 to the ninth seed, Freeman. Freeman has the lead in the first quarter. Of course, we'll have St. Paul and St. Cecilia here on the breeze over on Power 99. The second seed, Sutton, will be taking on Battle Creek. The pregame's underway, they'll kick that one off at 7 o'clock as well. And we're just at a moment or two away from getting this one uh, kicked off as well. We're going to step away for a moment here for the National Anthem. We'll be coming back. It'll be St. Paul and St. Cecilia for the right to move on in the Class C-2 state playoffs when we return right after this. This is Tom
10: at Burt's Pharmacy. Flu season and vaccination season is upon us. Flu shots for Medicare, Blue Cross patients are free, and many other plans are free as well. So give us a call for all your vaccination needs. Shingrix, the new shingles vaccine, is also back in stock. Burt's downtown, 402-462-4343. Burt's on 14th Street, 462 4466.
11: Thanks.
12: The team at Klein Insurance has a winning record of service offering home, auto, business, farm, and crop insurance. If you want to score big with service and great rates, stop by 710 South Burlington or call 463 1256 and let the Klein Insurance team win you over.
13: Jackson's Car Corner has built a reputation for high quality hand picked vehicles, good clean, low mileage cars, vans, and pickups. Stop by today and see them at Jackson's Car Corner, 3rd and Colorado in downtown Hastings, where our customers send their friends.
7: located in Sutton. Coley
2: Pipe and Steel Supply has been serving Hastings, South Central Nebraska and the Greater Midwest since 1946 with over 70 years of service. The Plumbing Showroom is a division of Coley Pipe and Steel Supply with a full line of kitchen and bath products. If you are building a new home or remodeling, stop at the Plumbing Showroom, 500 West South Street, open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., evening and Saturday by appointment. Coley Pipe and Steel Supply and The Plumbing Showroom, both on West South Street in Hastings.
12: The Breeze, 94.5.
1: We're back here at St. Paul. The colors have been retired. We're just about ready to get this one underway as we wrap up our Mary Landing Healthcare pregame. And Larry Baker, last first, first thoughts, last thoughts. I
2: guess. Well, here's what I'll tell you, and this is a big deal. St. Cecilia deferred. Saint. Paul scored on the first drive in every single game this year except for the one we played them in so they have, this is game 10 they've scored eight touchdowns on their first drive I wouldn't have put the, I wouldn't allowed their offense to go on the field right away. This offense is electric early and it's tough they they I mean even against Norfolk mm-hmm. Catholic all of them they've gotten ahead early.
1: And again, you just don't want to fall too far behind, especially if you're Saints. So you're going to see the ball in the air more often tonight for the Blue Hawks than you probably normally do. You talked about that earlier today. Uh, But you don't want to get down so far that they know you're going to be throwing the football.
2: Yeah, no question, especially when you don't have the concepts. You know, passing is all about having the passing concepts, not just dropping back and chucking it. And St. Cecilia's offense, at least through this part of the season, doesn't have the electric concepts. It'll be interesting to see what St. Cecilia does kicking the ball here. Eli Larson against Norfolk Catholic took one straight to the house and outran them all. This kid can go, and he is the deep, deep back.
14: Yeah,
1: and there's two others. He's flanked on either side, and, of course, teeing it up here for the uh, Blue Hawks is going to be Jacob bruliet So Brouillette's got it teed up at the 40-yard line, and we're just about ready to get the 2018 state football playoffs underway here on the breeze in the uh, 11-man game. It's going to be a shorter kick picked up by one of the upbacks and bringing it up here. I think that's uh, Maddox just coming right up the middle and, again, everybody just kind of meets there. It just wasn't really much of an opportunity to set up a wall or anything else. But he gets it down to a 35-yard line. Good starting position here for St. Paul.
2: Yeah, Sam Hubbard for uh, St. Celia does a really nice job, comes up and makes that tackle. You talk about those three guys back there. You're talking about three guys that were three of four that were a state uh, track team, four-by-one team last year. So this team has a lot of speed on it.
1: Rubuleski and Plackey were also back there, and I would avoid kicking off to of them too if I could. Well, calling out the signals here is going to be Knapp. Knapp out of that pistol, man in motion. They're going to hand it off in the jet sleep here to Rubileski. Rubuleski gets the edge and gets a first down, and he'll put his head down, and he'll make it all the way out to the 50-yard line. One play, 15 yards for Tommy Rubileski. Yeah, and
2: Rusty Fuller, there's a rabbit out of the hat immediately. That's the first time they've been empty like that all year. Most generally, they still keep a back in there. And that was an empty look with a tight end. There's a lot of things this offense can do out of that.
1: Back end of the football is on the 50-yard line, so they are in Blue Hawk territory after one snap. And again, that will be an empty backfield. A couple of guys in the slot on the left side. That's the direction that Knapp's looking. He's going to throw it, and he's got a man wide open. Open in the middle. Here is Morgan, and Morgan's going to be pulled down inside the 10-yard line down to the 5.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what we said. They went from the tight end. You're going to see two pass concepts all night. They don't do it very often, Randy, but when they do, they're able to hit pay dirt. That was a tight end seam. He just had his hand in the ground and went straight up the seam. And
1: they're going to call him down with a knee at the 7-yard line, so that'll be a gain of 43, two plays from scrimmage, and just like that, it'll be first and goal here for St. Paul. We're in the first 35 seconds of the game, and now they got a traditional look as they're going to pitch it out here, and trying to get the edge and getting that edge is Eli Larson, and Larson has a seven-yard touchdown.
2: Yeah, they were in the eye there and were twins and just ran the toss right to the twins' receiver side, and St. Paul caved the side of that line. They were able to get the edge set. Just like we said, there they go again straight down the field.
1: It did not take very long for those balloons to get released here in St. Paul. But the gold and blue balloons are flying flying over the field as we line up for the uh, extra point. And in kick formation here is going to be Jackson Seward. His holder is going to be Wubilewski. And a good snap. Good hold, and the kick through the night is up and good. So first possession of the game, St. Paul is able to march right down the field, 65 yards in only three plays, and they have a 7 nothing lead with 11.13 to go here in the first quarter. We'll return with the first possession for St. Cecilia. We'll return on the breeze right after this.
10: There's just one place where students are students first. And athletics are played with purpose and perspective. That place is your local high school. High school sports offer more than the joy of competition. Studies show that student-athletes in Nebraska are also likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in other areas of their lives, including academics. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Nebraska School Activities Association and the Nebraska State Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
12: The Breeze, 94.5. It's going
1: to be 47 seconds to cover uh, 65 yards. And just like that, you talked about how explosive the offense for St. Paul was. They established that early on.
2: Yeah, the deal is there is you worked on that tight end in the seam all week, but you did it out of the eye. There and empty, it changes your coverage up.
1: So a high kick is going to be picked up here by the Blue Hawks at about the 5-yard line. And trying to get the edge on that right side is going to be Esch and Jake Ash is able to sneak through there and get it all the way out to about the 30-yard line. Didn't look like he was going to get much at all there and ends up with a fairly decent return after the 30.
2: Yeah, Ash does a nice job there, and Carson Morgan, who caught the big pass, was able to make the tackle and makes the tackle in a spot. That thing's really going to go if he doesn't make that tackle, so that was a nice job by Carson Morgan. You know, you play your young guys on special teams early in the year. On nights like tonight, though, you put all your starters out. You don't get any rest.
1: Yeah, and you can't afford to give up a big play on special teams In this situation, that's for sure. First and ten, ball at the 30-yard line. And they'll run the option and just hand it off to the first guy coming through. That's going to be Ben Clark. And Clark's going to have a nice gain of about seven.
2: Yeah, that was a really nice job. They just ran blast there, the offset eye. Or they're in the eye with another back offset, and they just ran blast right there. That was a nice job.
1: And if you can do that, seven yards, cloud of dust, that will you'll never have to worry about a third down conversion.
2: Well, not only that, but it keeps this clock running and it keeps St. Paul's offense on off the field.
1: You almost don't want to score too quickly. You really do want to keep the score this game a little bit down, and they're going to run a little counter, but they don't get too far with it because there is a stoppage, and that's going to be a penalty here on St. Cecilia's. Yeah, and
2: that, that just absolutely kills you, Randy. And I think the other piece there is that we're going to try to get that thing outside. The thing that uh, St. Cecilia's going to have trouble doing is running that thing outside to Carson Morgan's side as a D-end. You know, he's a six-four kid, and he's really long. His arms go all the way to his knees. And to get outside, he's able to keep leverage there, and it's tough to get outside of those guys.
1: I want to say thanks to our presenting sponsors like Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and in Sutton, for helping us bring you coverage of high school football here on Platte River Radio. It'll now make it now second and seven here for the Blue Hawks. They'll hand it off to the first guy coming through, and not much room to run at there at all for the Blue Hawks. Okay, they and
11: they
1: And uh, that was Clark again. That time, there wasn't much of a hole. He gained maybe about one yard.
2: Yeah, and the trouble with the penalty there is, is see, if you add five back to that, now it's third and manageable. Instead, it's third and very uncomfortable.
1: We talked about maybe they'd have to go to the air a little bit more than what they were used to, and we'll see whether or not uh, they're forced to do that here as Rediger will take the snap and does look like he's going to throw. He's got a man in the middle, and it's going to go off the hands and incomplete. Yeah. The ball was in the hands momentarily there of Jake Ash, but he was hit right away.
2: Yeah, and Ash has got to catch that. They were in three by one, 10 personnel there, three receivers to one side, one to the uh, uh, other side. And St. Paul ran kind of a palms look there, a uh, cover four look where they're pattern reading. And, and they threw the ball to the right place, they just didn't catch it.
1: So, pump return going back here is going to be Wyatt Plackey,
2: who can fly.
1: He got a lot of speed. So, a high kick here. And that's going to be Plackey picking it up at about the 35, trying to get the edge. Didn't have much room to get there, but he gains about seven before scooting out of bounds.
2: Yeah, that's a great punt because he caught the ball at the numbers. That speed doesn't matter when you have the sideline as your friend. And when you catch the ball outside the numbers like that, you're able to use uh, uh, the sideline. That's a great job there by the St. Cecilia punter.
1: And that uh, certainly does help out if you can do that kind of negate that speed. So the ball will be at about the 42-yard line. Again, St. Paul marched right down the field their very first possession. It turned into an Eli Larson seven-yard touchdown. And now a more traditional look is under center here is going to be Knapp. Knapp's going to run the option. He'll just hand it off to the first back coming through off that Veer, and they'll gain about two on the play.
2: Yeah, ran inside Veer, they're out of split back. What they love to do out of split back, Randy, is you're going to see them run counter off of that. They pull the guard and tackle, and it's devastating because they'll fake the toss, and everybody wants to chase Larson, and you're going to see Jackson take that thing for big money.
1: You were telling me before the game that you really liked Jackson Stewart, that, that fullback. Yes. He's currently standing behind Knapp here, and as they split the backs out there, Knapp's going to roll out, run the option. He's going to keep it himself, and he's going to gain about one on the play. That was well strung out by St. Cecilia, and leading the tackle on the play is going to be
4: Alex Burns.
2: Yeah, Alex Burns did a nice job there because they kind of ran that as a run-pass option. The receivers didn't block. They headed up the field, and St. Cecilia did a nice job of being sound where they set the edge, forced it back inside.
1: So, after getting up big play after big play St. Cecilia is sticking their foot in the dirt here and trying to make a stand they will have one back out there and they're going to put Plackey in motion they're going to hand it off to him excuse me Rubleski in motion he'll turn the edge and gain one and that's going to be it St. Cecilia nice defensive stand there a three and out
2: no question And in St. Paul through this year as I said they score first and then there's always somewhere in the first or second quarter somewhat of a lull for them there Uh, We haven't seen, we've only seen Larson touch the ball one time to start this game.
1: So, punting situation here, and uh, back deep is uh, going to be, uh, I think that's Rodriguez, they're going to let it bounce out there, and Rodriguez is just going to get away from it. And that punt is going to be down inside the five, down to about the three-yard line.
2: Yeah, those line drive punts that hit the ground and roll, they're impossible because you can't field them because it was so far outside of him, and then they just roll forever.
1: So Hogan Vogel, you couldn't ask him to do any better than what he did right there, and that is pin St. Cecilia yeah, down to about the three-yard line.
2: Yeah, and this is where you'll see St. Paul cut loose the blitz here. You'll see Christian Acker come loose, 56, from his linebacker spot, and he's really good in there.
1: So we'll see what St. Cecilia can get done here as Rediger will come out and call the signals. You'll have that uh, split backfield behind him, handed off to the first back and uh, breaking through in space as they block that one really well, and getting it all the way out to the 10-yard line is uh, going to be Clark.
2: Yeah, that was just straight trap. Carl Tesmer trap right there. If Jackson Seward's making those tackles back there, that's not what you want, and he had to get in there and make that tackle.
1: And I misspoke. They got out to the 15-yard line, so that was a gain of, we'll call it 12, and so that'll move the sticks very nicely here for uh, St. Cecilia, and that'll give them a little bit more room to operate. We'll hand off here to the uh, tailback on that right side. Kind of a little blast in there as well, and they're going to gain about three on the play.
2: Yeah, they did a nice job there. That that opening trap is so important because when you're backed up at the two or three, your, your playbook is just completely closed. There's very little you can do there, and it turns into a wasted possession. St. Cecilia gets the big play to start, and then they get four on second down. Playbook's back to being wide open here. So
1: Heil with a gain of about four. Redinger will call it out. High will be to his left as they move a couple of backs out of there. They're going to look to throw, and the pass is going to be tipped and incomplete.
2: Yeah, it's the exact same concept again. They're going to go to Jake Esh, and he's going to drop it again, and it was a first down. That's there for them all night if he'll catch it. Well, that
1: was tipped a little bit. That was altered a little bit before I got there. One of the defense alignment didn't move it a lot, but that that throws off the timing and it just makes for a, a different pass than what you're used to catching.
2: Well, and it's just so tough when those DNs are six four and six four, and you've just got so much height and they're so long. You got to throw up and over them.
1: So you got to get five yards here on third down. Reedy will call it out, and they got that full house backfield behind him. They're going to pitch the ball, trying to get the edge here. Is going to be Esh and Esh. They string it out, and that looks like that's going to be short by a couple of yards, so he'll gain three of the five they need.
2: Yeah, Eli Larson used his speed from his inside linebacker position there. He scraped down the line of scrimmage, and the D lineman did a nice job getting that thing stretched. Again, there you had Carson Morgan Uh, And Vogel, Logan Vogel, just doing a fantastic job getting that stretched.
1: Well, they they reassessed it a little bit and moved the ball forward. It's fourth and less than a yard, and it appears like they're going to go for it at the 24-yard line. And they are. And they'll hand it off, and they've got more than enough. They get the ball all the way out to the 30-yard line. Just a a quick little hitter here as they spread things out. Two tight ends, but they kind of spread out. Guys run in different directions, and they get enough for the first down. Ben Clark will move the sticks.
2: Yeah, and I think I think that's the right thing to do there uh, to go for it. You're going to need some points. You're going to have to take some chances uh, in that spot. Tommy Robleski makes the tackle, and maybe to save it.
1: So the back end of the football is at the 30-yard line. A couple of first downs on this drive for St. Cecilia that started at their three-yard line. They're going to fake one pitch, get it out on that right side to Heil. Kyle with a stiff arm, and uh, that stiff arm is going to get him past the line of scrimmage, and he gains about a yard and a half.
2: Yeah, and in, in that situation, you just it's hard to get to the edge on St. Paul simply due to the amount of speed that they have, and, and it is a lot of speed.
1: So six and a half minutes to go here in the first quarter. This is the most successful drive for St. Cecilia. It's only their second, and this drive started at their three-yard line. They picked up a couple of first downs, second and seven. Righting go under center, hands it off to that fullback, and boy, that's some hard running there by Clark again. He'll push that pile forward. He'll gain about five, and that'll make third down very manageable.
2: Yeah, the thing is, and that was trap again. If you give Carl Tesmer success in trap, you're going to struggle through the night because then you have to start chasing toss and power that's where he he's got a gap b gap and c gap plays and they're having solid success here on this drive with that trap
1: well third and three is right in the middle of this uh, blue hawk offense as they're trying to answer back they trail seven to nothing here saint cecilia gave up a touchdown on the uh, first drive here for saint paul they're trying to answer back and they'll go off the the uh, edge on that left side, and boy, that's going to be awfully close to another first down. Coming off that tackle is going to be Jake Ash for a gain of three.
2: Yeah, and the deal is there is they sent the fullback straight ahead, and then Esh takes it in the C-gap so it looks like trap, but it's not, and that's the point that we're talking about.
1: They eyeball it and say that's enough for a first down.
2: Yeah, St. Cecilia's got it going here right now. This is exactly the type of offensive game they want to run.
1: And part of it is, and you talked about, Larry, that is you want to work the clock and keep the ball away from St. Paul.
2: No doubt about it.
1: So first and ten here, back into the football at the 40-yard line, ready to go under center, going to pitch it out on that right side. And, uh, boy, they I don't think they got back to the line of scrimmage. It was uh, Luke Rodriguez.
2: Yeah, and that's exactly what we said. They ran toss there, but they couldn't get Carson Morgan blocked. St. Cecilia is just going to struggle on the edge because Carson Morgan and Landon Logan Vogel, those 6'4 DNs, they're going to get it to stretch, and that speed at linebacker, with Eli Larson, is able to scrape up over the top of that. They're going to be better going straight at him.
1: That was the only sixth carry of the season here for Rodriguez, and they try to hand it off that fullback coming right up the middle, and there's nothing there. Coming up at the bottom of the pile is Caleb Peterson, and that is the bottom of the pile at 325 pounds.
2: Yeah, he's 6'3". He's tough to move. you got to trap that guy or read that guy because he's very hard to move.
1: So it is third and a little bit more than 10. We'll call it 11 here. they got to bring it across midfield, and the nose of the football is on the 40-yard line. They will spread out three wide receivers to the left, one in the slot and two more further out that way. Rediger looking quarterback draw, and they're going to pull him down from behind. In fact, that might even be a sack because I don't think he got back to the line of scrimmage.
2: Yeah, Vogel's going to get in there and make that play, Logan Vogel does. If St. Cecilia gets in this trip set against that Palms look, there's a lot of concepts they're going to be able to run there. Now, I don't know how much they work, a lot of those types of concepts, but, boy, they could throw the ball like crazy here in that three-by-one set.
1: So that was a called quarterback draw, and here comes the punt again, a high kick. And going to be picked up here by Plackey. And Plackey on that right sideline, again, trying to find uh, a little something. And there really wasn't much there. That was well-defensed by the special teams from St. Cecilia.
2: Yeah, Ben Clark makes a great play there. Again, when he catches it, you just flat need to be on top of it. Now, see, St. Running. Paul normally, what you're going to see here, they'll try to run all that other stuff like they were doing, and then at some point they're going to get in the eye, and you're going to see toss, you're going to see veer, and you're going to see counter, and here they go. They're back into it to the to the twin side, and you're going to get toss this side or veer.
1: 3.44 to go here, first quarter, and they're going to toss it this side. And running up there is going to be Wyatt Plackey. Plackey has a seam, has it at the 50, breaks through there. He is going to take this 67 yards. He shows everybody the back of his jersey, and that's going to be Eli Larson with the touchdown.
2: Yeah, it's exactly what we said. The minute they get in that deuce set and and the fullback is directly behind the quarterback, you're getting tossed that way. It's about a 90% deal. The minute they offset that back, you're getting the toss-look counter. And uh, you you have to stretch him, because if he gets north and south, you're not catching him.
1: I was about to say, that seems strange that he was back there, but he didn't need to pull his jersey down, because that three looked like a two. But, wow, he showed the speed, and a little bit of power there. That stiff arm got him past the point of attack there, and enough away at 67-yard touchdown. And the kick is up, and it is no good. So Jackson Seward not able to punch that one in. So St. Paul has to be content with a 13-point lead. They lead it here, 13-0 with 3.33 to go in the first quarter. We're back after this. 94.5. Well, two or three times St. Paul has had the football. They've had some big plays, and end up marching down the length of the field, and nothing bigger than that 67-yard uh, run there by Eli Larson. And that's a bread-and-butter play, as you were saying.
2: Yeah, no doubt. That is who they are. They want to run toss. It's their whole world. And then from there, they run counter off of it. And then they're going to run veer option, and then they're going to get the tight end in the seam. Their concepts are as simple as it gets.
1: Well, again, our presenting sponsors want to say thanks to Mary Landing Healthcare, your care, our inspiration, and Impact Ag Partners, Craig Regis and Todd Travis, your Pioneer seed dealer. And uh, after uh, missing a rare extra point, he's averaged about 75% on the season. The uh, kickoff coming up here by uh, Jackson Seward. Seward will get it off on that right side. And there'll be a little bit of room to run there, bringing it across the 35-yard line. That's a nice little return here for the uh, for the Blue Hawks. And coming through there is, uh, I think, it was Rodriguez, who ended up carrying the football there.
2: Yeah, and Tyson Rasmussen makes a nice tackle again. St. Cecilia is going to set themselves up here. They've got to stay committed to going right at them. And I really think if they get in some of that three-by-one stuff and run some concepts out of that, it's going to set up the ability to run the ball as well.
1: Well, they had a successful drive last time, three first downs, starting to build some rhythm, and then they just kind of ran out of gas. And here they're going to run a little blast right up the middle, and scooting through there is going to be Jake Cash. Ash yes, with a nice job. Just They kind of ran out of players, did St. Paul, because you got everybody uh, in the backfield running forward, and you kind of had to respect everybody running the
2: football. Well, the key there was they didn't try to run outside of Morgan. They ran underneath him. These two DMs are going to get up the field so hard, you've got to run underneath of them.
1: So Reger will be under center, and again, they'll go with that offset eye. Handed off to the uh, fullback coming through. Vogel's going to be in on the tackle as they just handed up right up the middle. But it's going to be more than enough for the first down. And Ben Clark's been a workhorse. That's his seventh carry of the night.
2: Yeah, they just did the same thing there to the other side. And and Vogel does a nice job, but he had to turn and jump on his back because he was far enough upfield.
1: And that will bring the ball out to about the 47-yard line. So they're getting awfully close to getting into St. Paul territory. And the Silverhawks with those black helmets, black pants, a little blue on the blue gussets on the side of their jersey. And they'll hand the ball on that right side to Micah Heil. And Heil just goes off tackle on that uh, C gap, and he'll end up gaining about seven.
2: Yep, same type of deal again. Vogel's, or yep, Vogel's going to make the play again, but not after an absolutely beautiful game. And here's what Carl can make it tough for a guy. Is now he's running inside of those. Um, DNs, now that you can get them to stop coming up field so hard.
1: 2.20 to go here in quarter number one. 13 nothing St. Paul. A little counter to uh, that uh, workhorse running back Ben Clark. And Clark is going to get awfully close to that first down stick. We'll give him a gain of three here and we'll see whether or not they move the sticks.
2: Yeah, they do a nice job. St. Cecilia runs trap there. And Carson Morgan's going to make the tackle.
1: I'm going to call it. I, I'm right in front of it. That's yeah, a first down.
2: That's a first down.
1: So they'll move the sticks out here to check that out. We'll remind you that the internet streaming of all of our high school games on Platte River Radio Group of Stations and at PlatteRiverPreps.com is brought to you by Barney Insurance in Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and in Lincoln. And we'll see whether or not we're right here. They stretch out the chains, and just like we said, that is a first. They did not bring out the index cards, though.
2: No, they didn't, but it actually was just by the nose.
1: That was closer than I thought.
2: Yes. But I think this is the deal. Right now, without question, there's been a lot of success inside the tackles here for St. Cecilia, and they've just got to stay with that, and they're doing it by running blast, iso, and trap. You could see some power here where you could get a kick out on that DN as far as he's getting upfield.
1: Again, the last two drives have been successful, but they need to get in the end zone here, it does St. Cecilia. They have it first and 10 at the 43-yard line, and they'll hand the ball off to Esh. Esch will uh, have a little bit of pressure out there, take it to the right. We'll only gain about one yard on the play. That one, That the hole collapsed on him.
2: Yeah, Christian Ecker from the linebacker spot. Those two linebackers are awful tough in there.
1: Gain of gain one.
2: And look here, as much success as they're having out of this too tight set inside, look for this play fake and a tight end in the seam or into the flat.
1: Rediger will be under center. They'll run that I formation, handoff again right up the middle. That's a quick hitter here for Ben Clark. And Clark has that nice gain all the way out for a gain. Well, I was going to set now third in about two.
2: Yeah, that was just trap again. Uh, They're just running, same formation, same play. Eli Larson makes the tackle there. It's an important third down. You've got two downs to get it, so there's no real pressure here in a sense. You just want to get half of it at the very least.
1: Well, they're seeing something here with Clark because, again, he's carried the ball eight times, more than the rest of the team combined. And now they hand handed off that last tailback and busting through here is going to be Jake Ash. Ash has the outside at the 10, at the 5, at the
2: pylon. Touchdown. Yeah, that's a great play. I think that was blast off tackle. They're going to get the uh D.N. kicked out there. We just talked about it a minute ago. He's getting upfield hard enough. If they can kick him out, that's going to create a scene because, Randy, they take the whole offensive line and cave everything down and then kick out that D.N. that's getting upfield. Dynamite play design.
1: And they brought in that that that, up, that last running back, erased the last potential obstacle for uh, Jake Ash. He goes in from 35 yards out, and now with the extra point, on the way here from the foot of Jacob Brouillette, it is through the night. It is through the uprights, and an answer here for St. Cecilia. They have cut the lead down to 6. 48 seconds to go here in the first quarter. It is St. Paul 13, St. Cecilia 7. We'll kick it off. We come back right after this.
14: We're the UK Shopping center around. Shop gives you more shop and center around you, 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 with you get more super
12: store. The breeze ninety four
11: point
3: five. Yeah.
2: It's exactly right. Which one of them buckles under this in the playoffs? You know, I always use the term a lot. You know, in these moments, the, the in the room, the the room's going to run out of air at some point. Who can still breathe? And right now, these two teams are just being exactly who they are.
1: So they're going to line drive it here, so Larson won't be able to return it off the bounce. Picking it up here is... Uh... I think that's Caden Cosine.
14: Yeah, Caden Coshin. Coshin.
2: Caden Coshen. And I think here the key will be for Saint Cecilia. You got all that momentum because you had a great drive that fizzled. Then boom, one play touchdown. Get a stop here, and if you're the Blue Hawks, all that momentum shifts going into the second quarter.
1: Now we are waiting, quarter number one. There's only 42 seconds left here before we switch ends of the field. Here in what has been a very entertaining. First quarter, I-formation sitting here behind Knapp. Knapp will uh, give it off on that counter, and cutting through there is going to be Larson. Larson will bring it across the 50-yard line and will have enough for the first down, it appears. Gain of 11, we'll call it.
2: Yeah, it's always very interesting. They come out and run all kinds of crazy stuff, and the minute they get back into the I, they become extremely hard to stop, does St. Paul.
1: That will stop the clock to move the sticks, as they are in St. Cecilia territory with a first down.
2: Okay, offset here. Watch counter. Watch counter going back to the left.
1: And they're going to pitch it to the right. Larson trying to get the edge, and he's going to be forced out of bounds near the line of scrimmage. That was well diagnosed by St. Cecilia, and riding him out of bounds there is going to be Jonas Marshall.
2: Yeah, Coach Fuller setting up his counter here. There is no doubt about that. If I'm St. Cecilia right now, I'm blitzing the field side because he's going to come with his counter.
1: Well, that stopped the clock with 23 seconds to go, and so a huddle. You don't see those a lot anymore in high school yeah, football. Yeah, that's right. St. Paul uh, does call it out. Nap. We'll. Uh, Put into the slot, Ruboleski on this right side. He comes in motion. They're going to run the option with him, but keeping it here is going to be Nap. Knapp has the edge. They throw a flag. He gets it out to the 30-yard line down inside of there. Kind of a late flag, but at the point of attack, more than likely, this is going to be a hold.
2: Yeah, they mauled the guy on the edge out there. St. Paul did. So this is coming back. This is one of the things that's hurt St. Paul through the year. They'll get in spots where they can't stop turning it over, and then they'll have big play after big play called back due to penalties.
1: Well, they're still a young team. We kind of lose sight of that a little bit. All sophomores. Yeah. I,
2: mean, they, I mean, they literally graduate about two kids, three kids that play a lot.
1: And so there's going to be some good days ahead, but you know, again, you want to you want to make hay this season as well.
2: Yeah, no question. If, if
1: nothing else, the further you get in the playoffs, the more seasoned, the more experience they'll have, and the hungrier they'll they'll be next year.
2: No doubt about it. Now, the other thing to be careful here with St. Paul, their bread and butter piece. We saw it on the first drive, the tight end in the seam, that fullback waggle. You're going to see that fullback come out of the backfield and head to the flat. And everybody is so worried about Larson on the the power play. They'll show. He's open about 90% of the time, and they go to it when they get in these spots.
1: Well, it'll be second and about 19 here. It's a spot foul, and so it'll be about 19. I think they're going to let the clock expire. Yes, they are. So gives them an opportunity to talk about what they want to do here on second and 19. They'll have it at the 43-yard line with a 13-7 lead over St. Cecilia. We'll return to St. Paul to start the second quarter right after this.
0: Rivals Bar and Grill is a proud sponsor of all area athletes, teams, and coaches. Get to Rivals every Thursday and Friday to enjoy great food specials at competitive prices. Remember, Thursday night is pizza night, so stop by and enjoy a slice or call it in to go. Rivals is cooking for your team. Stop in before or after the game and enjoy your favorite Rivals pizza. Rivals Bar and Grill, open daily at 11, Rivals Bar and Grill in Hastings on Osborne Drive East. Best of luck teams. The Breeze 94.5. Welcome back
12: to the
1: Husker Power Products Rod Smith. by NAP Gas Station Engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. So second and nineteen here for St. Paul. They lead it thirteen to seven. Under center is Nap. He's going to run the option. Now he's will pitch it out to that right side, and that's going to be a loss on the play. Saint Cecilia was ready for that.
2: Yeah, dynamite job by Saint Cecilia. Assignment football. You got to have a Duke, a Queen, and a Prince. A dive, a pitch, and a quarterback player on every option play, and they played that tremendous there.
1: They uh, gave it to Jackson Seward, and Seward actually is going to lose a couple yards on the play.
2: And now you got third in a month.
1: Yeah, you got an offense that can do it too.
2: Well, the thing you got to—I mean, it's just hard when you've got six-four tight ends in the seam. It's hard.
1: So calling out the signals here is going to be napped. He'll be under center. They split that backfield behind him. And he'll drop back to pass. They stay in to protect him. He'll roll to his right. Knapp will throw on the run, and it's going to be over the head of Morgan and fall incomplete.
2: Yeah, they needed to throw it right away. They ran the play we talked about. They ran both tight ends straight up in the seam, and he didn't get the ball out of his hands. And then from there, that play's kind of dead because you don't have any other concepts with it.
1: Well, some guy is rolling out in the pocket, and and again, Knapp's a good runner. I think that would be a strong suit down the road, and maybe later on they put in more options with that.
2: Well, this is a great job by St. Cecilia to get off the field.
1: So the punt here from Vogel, and uh, it's going to bounce, and allowing it to bounce out there is going to be Rubleski, but again, it was uh, down that sideline. Even if he would have caught it, he'd taken it out of bounds immediately. It'll be down at about the 25-yard line.
2: Yeah, and here you go. You know, we said after that touchdown by St. What they needed to do was to come back, get a stop, get that momentum into the second quarter, and here they go. And I think they're poised now. They've run that inside piece good enough. They'll be able to keep doing that. They're going to be able to set up a pass off of that, um, out of that same look.
1: They've had two drives on top of the touchdown drive that have looked pretty good. So they've moved the ball fairly successfully here, and are only down by six. So under center here is going to be Redinger. Quick little handoff, and, boy, they stand that up right away. There's just no room to run at all.
2: Yeah, Dugan and uh, the freshman Dugan and Landon Vogel are there to make that tackle. And now you've kind of got it set up because you've got a freshman in Dugan. He's all fired up about making tackles in that run game. You play fake him and release that tight end right in his face. And that could be a big play.
1: Again, ninth carry of the game here for Clark. That one has no game to it at all. Reading here under center. Clark will be the lead blocker here. And knifing through there is going to be the uh, tackle on Micah Heil. As, again, uh, nice angles that time for St. Paul, taking away all those lead blockers away from him.
2: Yeah, nobody accounted for Jackson Seward there, and he just was standing and waiting in the hole. Now you've got third and really somewhat uncomfortable when you're a running team, it's hard to throw the ball sometimes in these types of situations. Maybe we see another three-by-one look here would be my guess, and if St. Celia catches it, there's plenty here to it.
1: Well, they're going to split uh, three wide out to the right. One of them's in the slot and two out further than that, and calling it out. Roll in that direction is going to be Redinger. Redinger throws, and it's going to be incomplete. He was uh, trying to connect with uh, number uh, 40 there, Bruliette, and uh, that one is going to Fall well safely to the turf
2: and this is what i talked about you know there those concepts aren't crisp they run an otb with number three where he's over the ball number one runs the stick or two does excuse me and he needs to sit in the window and number one needs to continue up the field that concept against this defense will be open but number two has to sit on the stick he can't squishy that
1: so rodriguez in the punt and he puts a high punt up there and it's going to be uh, caught and really no room to run there at all for Plackey. Um, I'm sorry for Rubleski.
2: Yeah, we'll see. Now uh, Saint Peter's defense is gonna have to stand up again. But I, I, out of that three by one set, I think if you bubble with three, stick by one and vert, uh, uh, or stick with two and head vert with uh, one, you've got tremendous concepts there. Guys will be open. I don't think Saint Paul believes that Saint can throw it.
1: Well, they're over three. And again, that all three of the passes have been when we've known they were in a passing right. situation. So nine thirty-nine to go here, thirteen to seven. St. Paul with a six-point lead and the football here as they start the drive and just hand it off right up the middle. A quick little hitter, and not much room to run there.
2: Yeah, straight beer option there is what you're going to get. Uh, and Jared Prevet is going to make the tackle there for Saint Cecilia. Does a nice job. A 6'3", 240 hundred and forty-pound senior.
1: So Seward with the short gain, they'll set up now second and six, but that's that's not terrible. You're still you're still within schedule here.
2: No, actually both teams can kind of feel halfway decent about how first down went.
1: And again they'll have that eye formation here behind Knapp. They tighten it and uh, the tight end jumped on this near side, and that's gonna cost St. Paul five yards. And now you're now it changes things a little bit.
2: Well, what you're seeing St. Cecilia the whole way here has been stemming. They're lining up, and then they stem late, and they're the stem. And By that, I mean the D-lineman move. They stemmed late, and it caused uh, uh, Vogel to jump off sides. The reason they're stemming late is they're not allowing St. Paul to set up their veer option. They want to identify who the read is pre-snap, and when they stem, it changes that read and really will give a young offensive line a tremendous amount of trouble.
1: Well, that's one of the chess pieces. You kind of talked a little bit about uh, Coach Tesmer making you play left-handed, and part of that is playing chess when they're playing checkers. And they move up front on the defensive line, and I think the offensive line responds with a movement of their own.
2: And there was the split-back counter. That was split-back counter was going to be, and it was going to go.
1: But they blow it dead even before they get the ball handed off. The five-yard penalty, two straight five-yard penalties, now we're going to make it now second and 16.
2: And there they've waited all night to run their counter, their favorite play, and didn't get the thing off. This is what we talked about. It just at certain times this year, St. Paul just not been able to get out of their own way on offense.
1: 8.38 to go here before halftime. St. Paul does have a 13-7 lead. And again, they'll have a wing back on either side. Put one of those in motion and another stoppage here. And I don't yeah, it's a good be a timeout. Yeah, and he is not happy.
2: Uh, he's super mad. He's mad at Vogel there.
1: So the timeout is being taken here by uh, St. Paul. We'll take the timeout as well. 8.36 to go here before halftime.
7: 13-7, St. Paul with the lead. And a very upset coach. We're back right after this. If your last new car dealing resembled a full-contact martial art and not near as much fun... Friesen Chevrolet in Sutton says come find out what low-pressure customer-based auto dealing is all about. The same is true for service and parts. In this day and age where nobody knows your name, Friesen Chevrolet Sutton is greeting more and more folks by their name. And that's why they say if you're smiling when you're driving, Freezing
12: is the reason.
7: Freezing Chevrolet in
12: Sutton. The Breeze 94.5
1: We are in the midst of a freezing Ford and Chevrolet timeout. As we just heard, if you're smiling while you're driving, freezing is the weeds of it. Freezing Chevrolet in Sutton and freezing Ford in Aurora. Freezing is where you need to go for that new car to get you back into the game and get you to the game and then back again. Check them out online at freezingchevy.com and freezingford.com. So two straight five-yard penalties made this 2nd and long here for St. Paul, and they're going to pitch it out here to Larson. Larson gets the seam, makes a little juke, makes a man miss, has it at the 40, and we pull down at the 50-yard line. That will be a gain at 21. That will fix a lot of what ails you.
2: Well, I think that's the deal. You know, Larson has touched it very few times tonight. When he has, five times is all. When he has, it's been electric. Right there, I get it at second and 15. You don't have to go outside of who you are.
1: So that will put the nose of the football right at midfield. And, again, kind of that that let the air out of the, out of the balloon a little bit for St. Cecilia because you really felt like, yeah, we're going to get the ball back after we've been moving. But as it is, how the I formation under center here is going to be Nap. Another pitch out here for Larson. Larson has a lead blocker. He'll take it to that point of attack, put his head down, and he'll gain about eight on the play. You can see why he averages 7.6 yards per carry because most of his carries so far have been that if not more.
2: Yeah, it's been that way all night, and now this is what St. Paul does to you. Once they get that work and they're going to hit their counter for about 30, yeah, then you're chasing it. The minute you have to start chasing St. Paul from gap to gap, you've got real problems.
1: Well, again, Larson, that's his sixth carry of the night. He had a seven-yard touchdown, a 67-yard touchdown. He ran for 11, 21, and 9. He had one play with no game. He'll be in that I-formation and they will hand it off to him right up the middle. Not much room to run there at all. It might be enough for the first down. No, I think they're going to put him right back to the line of scrimmage. So no gain on that.
2: Yeah, they ran counter to the tailback there. Their best counter play is to their fullback. And and Larson's not great inside the tackles. He's really not. He's a great edge setter. He wants to get to the edge and get north and south.
1: And he's got that nice cut. You know, that's one thing he can do. He he gains speed, it seems like, when he cuts in. Yes. He goes from fast to faster. So it will be third and one here, I formation. Quarterback's going to keep it. Knapp will just follow that line surge all the way across the 40-yard line down to about the uh, 37. So that will gain a good solid three when they only needed about a half yard.
2: Yeah, that was a tremendous quarterback sneak there. You hate it when you give them up, but that was a nice job by that offensive line.
1: So ball will be spotted at the 36, first and 10 here for St. Paul. They have the 13-7 lead, 6.40 to go before halftime. And again, Larson in that I-formation. His lead blocker is going to be Seward. And looking over here is Knapp over to the sideline. They'll put a man in motion. That will remove the fullbacks. Only one back in the backfield. They're looking to throw the football. Knapp has time. Now he's going to run. And he'll cut back to the inside, now back out to the outside. He's going to get wrapped up there by Jake Esh, and so he won't gain much on the play. Looked like he maybe had a, a seam or two that he just kind of gave up on, and he gains only two on the play.
2: Yeah, he's afraid to throw. He's got, I mean, he had Landon Vogel right in the seam, the tight end again, and he will go up and get it. All he's got to do is drill that ball in there because that is open. It's been open every time.
1: Well, he did have a uh, 43-yard completion to Morgan earlier tonight.
2: On that same play.
1: Gain of eight, I mean, gain of two will make it second and eight. They'll split one wide out to that right side. We'll split the backfield behind Knapp, who's under center, and they'll hand the ball off here for Seward. And Seward, as soon as he got to the line of scrimmage, those guys pawing at him, and he'll push the pile forward for a short gain of about one.
2: Yeah, Jared Prevet, that was just dive, and Jared Prevet does a great job Of defeating his blocker he didn't allow himself to get reached there and he made uh, Seward start cutting around and that allowed the Blue Hawks to rally
1: well again a stop here by the Blue Hawks they build a little bit of momentum and they're in pretty good shape here defensively third and seven
2: gonna have to stop toss here
1: Eye formation, Larson is in the eye, and that's exactly what they do is they toss it to him. He's trying to get the edge. He has that uh, corner, but he's going to be short of the first down. He runs out of real estate at about the 30-yard line, so he only gained about four, but that probably means that you can go for it here on fourth oh, yeah, down.
2: No doubt about it, and it's either going to be toss or counter. If it's split back, I would look that it's counter. If that fullback's offset, it's going to be counter to the other side, and it'll look like toss.
1: Well, that's gain of about three and a half, and they still need about three and a half. The ball now on the right hash mark. And they go with an empty backfield here for Knapp. He'll be out of the uh, pistol here. Well, shotgun, actually, because there's no running back behind him. And a timeout being taken here by St. Paul. Another timeout oh. taken by Coach Fuller. They'll be facing fourth and about three and a half with 450 to go before halftime. It is 13 to 7, St. Paul. They're trying to get the lead, uh, trying to add on to that lead when we come back after this.
14: Get more get. than you expect
15: direct it's time to power up and save at mattress direct in hastings while supplies last get a queen beauty rest mattress and power base for only $9.99 that's a savings of $250 not only do you save big on a beauty rest mattress you also get an adjustable base that has a built-in sleep tracker sleep monitor now that's getting more than you expect mattress direct next to furniture direct on south burlington in hastings and find even more savings online at furnituredirecthastings.com.
1: 94.5 Well, my Ford and Chevrolet timeout here. we a uh, discussion about uh, what St. Paul wants to do. They burned two of their timeouts, but this uh, is a good spot for one because this is a big play. And they're going to go with that eye formation. Under center is Knapp. It'll be Larson in the eye. They pitch it out to him. He's got lead blockers. Cuts back to the inside. I don't think he got it. No, he
11: did
2: not. No, he needed to stretch that further yeah, to the sideline, and he got there. 25. That's he a great it. job. No, the St. Paul kids are saying first down. I don't think so.
1: Well, the way they got it spotted, and I have a little bit different angle at it, it looks pretty close, and it's close enough to uh, bring the sticks out. I'm going to write down three in my stat sheet here and because I think he's going to be short. But they're going to stretch this out. It's this going to be close, Larry.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be close, too. If he stretches that more to the sideline, he gets it for sure. He cut up a little soon.
1: Right. Yeah, sometimes you just kind of feel like maybe there's something there, and I, I just, it just closed on him. Yeah, that's going to be short once they stretch that out. Yeah, there's a lot more links to that chain.
2: Yeah, he's short.
1: And so St. Cecilia is able to hold defensively, and they'll get the ball back at about the 27-yard line. That's a little boost of confidence. And actually, I think... Stretching the chain makes it even more of a momentum builder no for the Blue Hawks. No
2: question. They all got to get jacked up there. Four and a half minutes left. And, and St. Paul gets the, or excuse me, St. Silly gets the ball to start second half. This is one of those drives as a coach you tell your coaches, hey, let's get a two for one. Let's take a 14 13 lead to halftime, getting the ball to come out. I love this three by one look.
1: Well, they're going to put uh, the quarterback in the uh, shotgun here. That's Redinger. He has a running back just to his right, and he'll throw it quickly on this left side, quick uh, screen out to Ash, and Ash is going to get back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be it.
2: Yeah, and right there you've got a situation where uh, Luke Rodriguez is out there, and he's not blocking, so he either needs to block the guy over him because they're playing – uh saint paul's covering three with two so you either got to block him or set him on a stick behind the number two defender because then you put the defender in conflict he's either got to chase the bubble or you throw the stick
1: well the game more than i thought i got one yard on the play and they're going to hand the ball off to the uh, first back coming through that's going to be clark and clark is going to get very low on that play as well
2: yeah that they uh i'm not sure that was trap again it was the same type of look they'd been running now you've got third and medium, four minutes left here in the half.
1: About seven here, so third and seven. And the good news is that clock is still moving to play keep away from St. Paul, but you really like to get at least one first down here. And as you said, if you can push it in the end zone, you have a chance of not only taking the lead into the locker room, but then the opportunity to build on it with the second half start. Rolling out after the snap is going to be Redinger. Redinger is going to throw on the run, it's going to be intercepted. The interception by Seward, and Seward will put his head down. There is a flag down as well, and he'll get just short of the 26-yard uh, line, and we'll see what the flag is. It it's seemed holding. A, it it's came holding. down late, yeah.
2: Yeah, no, they they tackled Carson Morgan, the, the DN. Look, he's still trying to get his shoulder pads fixed. That's going to be holding on the Blue Hawks. If he throws it to the number one receiver, he had him on the go. It was a pretty good concept there. They ran the out and then took one vertical.
1: So for here that is his sixth interception on the year.
2: Yeah, that's 16 picks for St. Paul, and they get them in weird ways like that, just dropping guys in holes. 27-yard
1: line. Well, you know when you're having a magical you, you're opportunistic. You know, things kind of find you as well, and a great opportunity here for St. Paul to add on to their 13-7 lead. Only one timeout left, but should not be an issue here with 324 to go. I formation, head off to that first back coming through, and that's going to be Seward. And Seward looked like he was going to be stopped for no gain. And by the time we unstack things here, it's going to be a gain of about six and a half.
2: Yeah, that was just inside Veer, running uh, Veer play right over the guard, reading the first guy outside of him. And that time the defender outside of him, I believe it was uh, Jared Prevett, he, he didn't... Uh, Uh, No, maybe it was the defender outside of that. He didn't tackle the fullback. He just stood there. If you're left unblocked, you have to tackle the fullback. There's just absolutely no question.
1: Well, he's a 165-pound fullback, but he runs a lot tougher than that. And they're going to hand the ball off to him again. And that's going to be another quick hitter. That's going to set up a first down at about the 12 yard line. That'll be a gain of eight.
2: Yeah, I think that's Janice Marshall, maybe. He just did it again. He's just coming up field and watching the fullback go. You have to, if you're left unblocked, your first step has to be down so you meet his veer angle and your veer angle, and you have to tackle the fullback. So it'll
1: be 1st and 10 at the 12. Again, eye formation at fullback Seward. Larson will be in the eye. Hand off again, right up the middle. Bouncing off the first guy is going to be Seward, and Seward still moving, getting it inside the 5-yard line. And so that'll be a gain of 7 on the play, and sets up now 2nd and, well, actually got more than that. He's got 9 on the play. Yeah,
2: that was inside veering out of the other side. They're just leaving the 5-tech, climbing everybody to the backers,
1: Three straight uh, handoffs right up the middle here for Seward. Gain a 7, 8, and now 9. Well, you won't gain 9 here because it is 2nd uh, 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 and 1 at about the 4-yard line.
2: Yes, yeah, see, now they pop out to 5s.
1: Pitch out this time for Larson. Larson will try to cut to the inside, and he's pushing that pile forward, and he takes the pile into the end zone.
2: Yeah, that was a heck of a play there.
1: Eli Larson, four-yard touchdown.
2: And that's just old-school veer right there where it goes veer, 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 veer. So we got to get tough inside. And there the stem went five-tech to this side, and then they shifted the entire line instead of going with the zero and two fives, so they were able to set the edge easy on the other side.
1: So Larson with his third touchdown of the night, 19th touchdown on the season. They missed a uh, kick earlier, so they're going for two here. Nap will be the uh, only guy in the backfield here to bring a man across in motion, fake the handoff, rolling to his right here is going to be Knapp. Knapp's going to throw late into the end zone, and the two-point conversion is good.
2: Yeah, that was a really good job. That's Vogel. Uh, Landon Vogel does a good job there coming back for the
7: ball. So Vogel
1: will catch the two-point conversion, and it is now 21-7, a 14-point lead for St. Paul with a minute 50 to go before halftime. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with a kickoff right after this.
16: Gary Michaels Cloviers is celebrating. Celebrating 35 years of business in Hastings and five years in downtown Kearney. Celebrating you, our terrific customers who have made us so successful. Take 35% off all in-stock suits and sport coats. 25% off all men's and ladies' clothing. An additional 20% off all clearance clothing and shoes. Door prizes for a new suit, Brighton purse, and so much more. Come celebrate
12: at Gary michaels Club in downtown Hastings
1: and Kearney. The Breeze, 94.5. Willie Larson already has 126 yards rushing on 10 carries. He averages, as we said, about 7.5 yards per carry. Well, he's doing even better than that tonight, Larry Baker.
2: Yeah, he's doubled that up almost. I mean, just a tremendous night here to start. St. Cecilia is playing tough football here they just need something good to happen here going into the half.
1: Well, maybe a kick return will be it.
2: That, that would work.
1: So the kickoff here by Seward. And it'll be just taken right up the middle here uh, by Ash. And Ash will try to pour out to the outside. There wasn't really much of a hole there. He just kind of followed line surge, for lack of a better word, for it. And he eventually will be forced out of bounds at the 35.
2: Yeah, he did a nice job there, though, getting that thing out. So you've got plenty of breathing room here. Let's see what Saints is saying. If they decide with 142 left to just run it or get back into that three by one set, I think if they commit to that, they're going to be able to throw some things out of it. But it will set up their quarterback run.
1: Well, they got three timeouts left, and they could play this conservative too and just run it a couple times and try to get it to the locker room. Might depend what they do here on first down. How many? How much would you gamble here?
2: I would. I mean, it's the playoffs. You're down 21-7, and St. Paul's going to score in the second half.
1: So Redinger will actually be out of the uh, pistol formation here. He's going to keep it himself after faking the handoff and then leading the tackle as he gets the line of scrimmage here is going to be Carson Morgan.
2: Yeah, they tried to run a little dart play there, and it's just tough. The Saints' Cecilia blocker just completely bounced off of Carson Morgan. I like the concept, try to trap Morgan coming back.
1: Gain of about one on the play.
2: So We'll see. Saint. I mean, it's still a solid gain. I mean, you're moving forward here. A little two-by-two. Two. I love the 10-personnel look here.
1: So they'll go out of that pistol formation again.
2: No safety.
1: Redinger is going to keep it himself, and he's going to get back to line of scrimmage, and he's going to get planted right there, and I do mean planted. And that's going to be the other guy on the other side, Logan Vogel that time. You know, Morgan and, and Vogel remind me of each other.
2: No question. I mean, they're, size. They're absolute clones. Yeah. Just one's a senior and one's a sophomore.
1: And a gain of one on that play, maybe one and a half. We'll call this here third and seven for St. Cecilia. They've got 39 seconds to go. I think we've got our answer of how conservative or how aggressive they're going to be here. And they're going to throw a quick little hitter on that left side. It's going to be tipped and incomplete. Nearly intercepted there by Trevor Duggan.
2: Dugan, and here's the thing, he's a freshman. What you've got to do, that's a great concept, but you've got to release the back to the flat and run that same concept because then Dugan
1: has, has to, to go out there.
2: He has to chase the flat right there, and that will be open because they're playing off so far.
1: Well, McCook has a lead over Hastings, 21 to nothing in the second quarter. Of that game over on KHES Radio. Coming up here at halftime, we'll get you caught up with all the scores that we have uh, uh, across the state. Rodriguez in pump formation with 29 seconds to go. And he'll face a little bit of pressure. He'll kick it somewhat end over end. And breaking one tackle. And then getting out in the space here is going to be Plackey. Plackey on that left side. Breaks through there.
2: He's got it at the 31-man. Can't catch up with him. It's at the 10, the 5, and a touchdown. That's a backbreaker going into the half. That's a tough deal. Ten seconds left in the half. You're going to be 28-7. Plackey can fly. Again, he ran at the state track meet in the 100 last year.
1: Well, they kicked it out to Plackey, and it looked like he had him seamed in there in a little bit, and he just busted out through the, a lot of traffic out there and takes it to the house. And I believe that would be 62 yards.
2: Yeah, that was a tremendous play. Plackey's played a long time. He started as a freshman. He's been in this program, and he's done a nice job. He's played a lot.
1: So the 62-yard pump return, didn't see where the beanbag went down, but that's about what I had anyway. Trust me, that's not official. And now a to a extra point here by number two, Jackson Seward. The snap is down, the kick is up, and it is good.
2: Yeah, he banged that one through, and they got the two-point conversion they needed. So they're on schedule here at 28-7, 10 seconds left in the half.
1: So that uh, decision to throw it there on third down makes a big difference. So you would have been forced maybe to call a timeout if you're if you're St. Paul to even force a punt.
2: Which they would have, I'm sure. They would have used a timeout there because he had one left.
1: Well, in any event, a big kickoff return. That makes it now 28-7. to 7. We'll keep it right here for the final 10 seconds. And... Uh, Larry, if you're if you're Saint Cecilia, that's just, like you said, that's a backbreaker.
2: Yeah, that's and, a and, and
1: you gotta make sure you and Carl Tasman's been this ain't his first day at the rodeo. He's gonna be able to rally the troops.
2: Yeah, and because Saint Cecilia has played well enough, honestly. They've they've gotten the stops they needed on defense, they've moved the ball offensively they just have hurt themselves in some spots and they've gotten big plate. Think about this. The big pass play on the first drive, the 67 yard touchdown run on the toss and then a punt return. So 21 of those 28 points are lightning bolt plays all like 60 yard plays.
1: And that, we talked about the big play uh, potential of this offense and they certainly have lived up to it tonight. They also lived up to that number five ranking in the Omaha world Herald and and everything else. But again, you know, all that being said, you still like St. Cecilia's chances of being able to battle back in this one. It's going to be a bit of a, a squib kick. It's going to be picked up at about the uh, 21-yard line by number 21. And uh, cutting through there is Rodriguez. Rodriguez, still not going down, is able to somehow weave his way through traffic out to about the 40-yard line. But there was always a lot of blue jerseys in front of him.
2: But wasn't that the longest seven seconds to your life? Like, there's still... As he's running, I thought, well, he's giving himself a chance. There's still three seconds. They get to run a play.
1: And they have it at the 40-yard line. So you can.
2: I don't heave ho against this team simply because they have all that speed. And you throw a pick here and give it up. And then
1: that's another punt, right? That's right. And that last punt didn't go well. They're going to go with a tight formation, just going to hand the ball up right up the middle and uh, see if uh, maybe you can get a big run here by Clark, and Clark's going to gain about two the final play of the first half. And so we head to the locker rooms. St. Paul moving maybe a little bit quicker to get over to the bus barn uh... because they got a little spring in their step thanks to that long pump return and they head to locker room with a twenty eight to seven lead over saint cecilia we're gonna step away for a moment when we come back the allen superstore halftime
4: show right after this i had some things bothering me some pain and doctors suspected that it was cancer all of a sudden i get a call and i found out the cancer is moving to your lungs very rapidly. You need to go see Doctor Pornchai immediately. I had knew about the Morris Cancer Center, yes. I had heard some good things about it. I didn't even think about going anywhere else. Chemo is very tough. They cared about every step of the process. They made you feel at home as, as well as they can in a cancer center. I had nine weeks of treatment and then, you know, we did a couple more tests down the road with them. I mean they said things started to turn around a little. It was uh, I don't know, it's hard to describe. It was like a weight being lifted. It changes your life every minute for the rest of it. I'm Ronald Faber, and I was treated here in Mary Lanning. Mary
1: Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration.
14: We're the- Centered around you, you, you. One stop shop that gives you more shop and center around you, you, you. Where you, get more superstore out
12: Superstore. The Breeze, ninety four point five.
1: And welcome back here to St. Paul. We're at halftime, as we mentioned. It uh, is a 28-7 to 7 lead here for the Wildcats. And we'll remind you, you're listening to the Allen Superstore Halftime Show. Get more for your dollar when you shop at locally owned Allen Superstore. The You Get More Superstore on West 2nd Street in Hastings. And uh, Randy Bushcutter, Larry Baker here. And Larry, you said a backbreaker with that punt return late in that first half for uh, St. Paul, because St. Cecilia really felt like they were going to be okay, and then that just puts an entirely different dynamic on the game.
2: Yeah, and I think the interesting thing when you look at this is this kind of is what St. Paul does to you. We just played him two weeks ago, and we really felt like at the half, when we went into the locker room at the half, We felt like we should have been ahead. We dropped one that we threw over their head. We missed a field goal. We drive all the way down in the first half and threw a pick down there uh, close going in. We stopped them, made them punt a few times. But at the end of the night, we got beat 42 to nothing. And I think that's kind of what you're seeing here. St. Cecilia has really played well. They've ran the ball well enough inside. They've gotten some stuff outside. They've gotten the stops they needed again You're talking about the first drive was set up off of uh, a 50- or 60-yard pass, then a 67-yard run by Larson, and over a 60-yard punt return. Those are 21 points in a 28-7 game. St. Cecilia, they're literally sitting over there and going, guys, we should be ahead, if not at the very least, tied, if it's not for three plays.
1: Well, let's give you our stats, brought to you by Friesen, Ford, and Chevrolet. If you're smiling while you're driving, Friesen is the reason. With Friesen, Chevrolet, and Sutton, and Friesen, Ford, in Aurora, Friesen is where you need to go to get that new car to get you to the game and then back. Check them out online at FriesenChevy.com and at freesenford.com. We'll start, first of all, for St. Cecilia. Ben Clark's been busy. He's run the ball 11 times for 45 yards. Thomas Rediger has carried the ball twice for one yard. Micah Heil with five carries for 18 yards. Jake Esch has five carries for... 50 yards and a 35-yard touchdown, and one carry for Rodriguez for a negative one yard. So St. Cecilia on the ground here in the first half has uh, 113 yards. On the ground. Thomas Redinger does have an interception, has one completion out of six passes for a total of one yard. So a total of 114 yards offensively for St. Cecilia at intermission, and they trail it here 28 to 7. Now for St. Paul, Jackson Stewart has carried the ball eight times for 30 yards. Brendan Knapp has uh, a couple of carries for five yards. Tommy Rubuleski with uh, two carries for 16 yards. Eli Larson has carried the ball 10 times for 126 yards. He also has three touchdowns in the game. So 126 yards on 10 carries for Larson, 177 yards rushing. And Brendan Knapp, one out of two in the air. He did complete a pass to Carson Morgan for 43 yards, so that's 220 yards of total offense for St. Paul compared to 113 here for St. Cecilia, and again those are our halftime stats brought to you by Friesen Ford and Chevrolet Uh, and again Hidden in that, not mentioned as the stat, of course, is the 62-yard punt return by Wyatt Plackey to make it 28-7 to here at the break.
2: Well, and I think, you know, when you look at this, it looks, you know, Ben Clark is getting all these carries. You know, he's only had 46 on the season. Micah Hiles got 102, so more than doubled him up. And I suppose the St. Cecilia parents are going, geez, give it to Micah. What are you doing? But Carl Tesmer's smart enough to understand you only can take what somebody gives you. Micah Heil has ran outside a lot this year. St. Paul's taken that outside run away, and by taking that outside run away, they've given him some inside run. Well, that gets done with your fullback, and that's Ben Clark. So actually, I would argue in the run game, uh, Carl Tesmer's calling a really good game, so that's why the discrepancy in the carries.
1: And they've moved the ball pretty well. They really have. I mean, statistically, they're not that far off. They haven't hit too many big plays where St. Paul has hit some big plays. And and a couple of those circumstances, Blue Hawks weren't too far away from making it a, a much bigger play.
2: Well, yeah, and on several of those runs, there was a bunch of those there at one time where it's one guy in the defensive backfield making the tackle or those were going to be giant runs.
1: So they've done a nice job of kind of spreading out St. Paul, and let's see if whether or not they can get that big hitter to come back in this one. It is a halftime score of 28-7 to here in St. Paul as they lead St. Cecilia. And we'll continue with more of the Allen Superstore halftime show. And uh, when we come back, we'll uh, get you caught up on scores from around the state right after this.
10: Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season.
7: located in
11: Sutton. At B&B Carpet, every day is the right day to get a great deal on quality flooring with our special 12-month financing. So if you're wondering when or where to get that new look, let our flooring professionals help you select the flooring that's right for you and your budget. Our quality installers will have you living in comfort in no time. So come on in today or tomorrow b b carpet and Donovan and see why people say that's where we always go
12: the breeze 94.5
11: well, here at Flat River Radio,
1: we love this time of year. It gives us the opportunity to uh, watch a lot of playoff football, and to do that, we need to say thanks to our presenting sponsors like Mary Landing Healthcare, Your Care, Our Inspiration, Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton, as well as Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weigas and Todd Travis, your pioneer seed dealer. Well, let's get you updated on the scores on our family of stations in class a this is a baseball score number three bellevue west has the lead over number 14 carney Two to nothing at halftime, and that's over on KXPN. Over on KICS radio in Class C1, Adam Central is leading Central City. The five seed has a seven to six lead over the Bison of Central City. That game is in the second quarter on KICS radio. You already know that here on the breeze, it is St. Cecilia trailing uh, to St. Paul 28 to seven here at halftime in Class C2. Also in C2, number two Sutton. Has an eight to nothing lead over Battle Creek. That game is at halftime. That's a bit of a surprise as well. And in Class B over on KHES Radio, the number four seed McCook has a comfortable lead against number 13 Hastings, 28 to nothing. Again, that is at halftime. Some surprising scores there.
2: Well, and I'll just tell you, Battle Creek is a really, really good football team. He thinks he's better this year than he was last year. And we blow a 10. Ten point lead last week in the fourth quarter at Broken Bow. I mean, flat below the lead, right? And which would have put us in the playoffs. If we don't mess up that fourth quarter at Broken Bow last week, Battle Creek's not playing tonight. They wouldn't have gotten in, and they've got maybe the second or third best team in the state on the ropes tonight.
1: Yeah, eight, eight to nothing. That is I mean, uh, that's, that's why eight, this, that's getting it done.
2: That's why the sixteen team playoff in class C is dumb.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, opening it up wouldn't be all bad. In Class A, top-seeded Burke has a 35 nothing lead in the second quarter over Papillion La Vista. Eight-seeded Lincoln Southeast is tied with number nine Southwest by a score of 7-7. to They're... Deadlocked at intermission. In the second quarter, the fifth seed Millard West is trailing number twelve Creighton Prep seven to three. The next scores are at halftime. Number four seed Omaha West side with a thirteen nothing lead over Lincoln East. As we mentioned, Carney on the road trailing at Bellevue West, two to nothing at halftime also at the break number six Lincoln High is trailing at home to Elkhorn South the storm have a 20 to 14 lead and at halftime number 10 Millard North with a 24 to 7 lead over Grand Island the Islanders the seven seed and they're trailing at home here at intermission at one Omaha final. North. At Omaha North? Yeah. Oh, well, no, no,
2: they're at home against Omaha North. They I was right. Millard did, North. So did Omaha
1: I? North. Okay. Well, I, I knew better because it says Omaha North right there. Millard South, maybe that's why I was leaking because number two, Millard South, it is a final. They won over uh, Pius 34. 14 in uh, class B top seeded Omaha Scott having no problem with Bennington. 34, nothing at the break. Uh, Blair has uh, their hands full against Grand Island Northwest. Who's the nine seed. And there's something wrong about that. But uh, Northwest has a 21 to 18 lead over Blair there in the second quarter at the break. Waverly is leading Lexington 49 to nothing at oh. halftime. Uh, number four, McCook, as we mentioned, 28-0 at the break over Hastings. In the fourth quarter, third seed York with a 35-7 lead against Alliance. And in Seward, uh, the Blue Jays have a 27 to nothing lead over Norris. That game is in the second quarter. Omaha, Ron Colley, and Elkhorn Michael, we don't have a report on that yet. And uh, out west, the number two two-seed Scott's Bluff having no problem with Ralston. Talk about a road trip oh, for Ralston. 55-7. The uh, Bearcats have the lead over the Rams. They're, that game is in the second quarter. That'll be a long bus ride back to Ralston. In Class C1, top-seeded Aurora 48 nothing over uh, Arlington uh, that's in the third quarter with a uh, rolling clock it's a final Gothenburg over West Point Beamer 23 to 7 at half at the, that is a final uh, and as we mentioned Adam Central right now 7-6 over Central City number 4 seed Wahoo 28 nothing over Milford there at halftime third seeded Ord with a 45-7 lead over Sydney at the break also in the second quarter uh, Ashlyn Greenwood uh, on the road has the lead against Lincoln Lutheran twenty to six. That game's in the second quarter. Also at halftime, tenth seeded Bishop Newman has the lead in Auburn twenty eight to seven at intermission. It is a final Pierce having not much of a problem with Shadron forty five to twelve. Elsewhere here in C two. It's uh, Centennial leading North Platte St. Pat's seven to nothing. So the top seed has a seven nothing lead. The two seed has an eight nothing lead. As we mentioned, Sutton is leading Battle Creek eight to nothing in the third. Uh, Brld with a forty to fifteen lead rather over Freeman. That game's in the fourth quarter. Four-seeded Oakland Craig is deadlocked with Shelby Rising City, 14-all. Wilbur Claytonia leads North Bend Central, 21 to 19, in the second quarter. At halftime, Norfolk Catholic is rolling against Bergen, 42 to 12. As we said here, St. Paul has a lead at home over St. Cecilia, 28-7. David City Aquinas is leading Donovan Trumbull, 10-7. That game is at halftime. So that's all the uh, games except for six-man going on today. Some finals from six-man. Number three, Harvard with a 56-8 win over Arthur County. In the third, six-seeded Deschler over Cody Kilgore, 56 to 48 you gotta love six man
2: there's it, another road trip deschler to cody kilgore or vice yeah, versa <laughs>
1: yeah that is a trip and uh seven seeded uh wilcox uh, mccull junction rather McCook junction leading sterling 48 to eight and second seeded wilcox Hildreth hit the century mark 100 to 36 over uh, creek valley that game is in the third quarter and, uh, Holy
12: smokes.
1: yeah, 100 points. And, and they still got, they're in the third quarter. They still got plenty of action to go in that one. To say Wilcox Hildreth can score some points is a gross understatement. We're here at halftime, 28 to 7. St. Paul has lead over St. Cecilia. And we'll continue with more of the Allen Superstore halftime show right after this.
13: Five Points Bank of Hastings has again been awarded a five star rating by Bauer Financial Research.
14: Shopping center around you, you, you. One-stop shop that gives you more. Shopping center around you, you, you. Wherever you get more, Superstore.
9: Keith's Drive-In Drug and Keith's Medical Park Pharmacy always give you the fast, friendly service you've come to expect over the years. From prescription drugs to over-the-counter medications, trust Keith's Drive-In Drug at 5th and Hastings and Keith's Medical Park Pharmacy in Hastings Medical Park.
12: The Breeze 94.5
1: to the allen superstore halftime show get more for your dollar when you shop at your locally owned allen superstore that you get more superstore west 2nd street in hastings we got a little time before we get this one uh, started here in the second half larry baker uh, randy bush got here with you as well with our uh, uh, engineer back at uh, the breeze stephanie Bluebaker, and and uh, larry uh, how important is this first drive for saint cecilia
2: well it's huge because what what can happen to you here is if you give it up right away and it becomes 35-7, now you're one play away from a running clock. What's really important here if you're St. Cecilia – is, is eat some of this clock and get yourself back into this thing. You feel okay at 28-14. So it's vital here because two scores here, the clock runs, and the game's over.
1: Yeah, and, and you got momentum. I mean, not only do you make it a two-score game, you've got the momentum as well, and you're starting to plant. Just You haven't quite got it to, to grow yet, but you plant that seed of doubt in St. Paul's mind.
2: And St. Paul has struggled in these spots when that's happened. Again, not to just keep beating this, but three plays have been worth 21 points here. And they've all been giant 60-yarders. We've saw St. Paul struggle, and they've made a ton of mistakes and not be able to move the ball when times have gotten tough here. So it is important for St. Cecilia to apply some pressure.
1: And uh, so uh, an important series of events coming up here very shortly, of course. Uh, that The seating will hold if it holds in this one. Uh, St. Paul would uh, move on, and again, in the uh, next round, it won't be an easy task. One of the few losses was against Norfolk Catholic, and uh, that's who they'd be facing in the next round.
2: Yeah, and that's a game that they went, and they went down and scored. They made Norfolk Catholic it a few times. Then Norfolk Catholic goes down and scores, so it's 7-7. Then Norfolk Catholic kicks it off. Eli Larson runs it back for a touchdown. So deep into the first quarter, of that game's 14-7. to
1: Oh Well, we're set and ready to go. As you mentioned, uh, they deferred the uh, choice to St. Cecilia, which means St. Paul got the ball to start the first half. Now the Bluehawks will have it to start the second. Trevor
11: Dugan will be
1: picking off for St. Paul. And so uh, teeing it up here for the Wildcats is going to be uh, Trevor Dugan. So Dugan will be doing the kicking off, and it's kind of a squibber, and it's on the ground, it's loose, and it's recovered by St. Paul.
2: Yeah, train wreck there. I mean, and that, that was on intentional. I <laughs> wondered that. Dugan's not their regular kicker. Seward usually does the kicking, and he's a good kicker. So I, in my mind, I just wondered what why Dugan was out there, and that is Rusty Fuller will do something like that, no doubt about it it went right into a blue hawk's hands well blue hawk
1: though that's uh that's an offensive guard number you know and again i don't want to I hate to blame an offensive guard for basically a turnover. That's why I'm not going to give the number. But they uh, weren't able to control it, so opportunity here for St. Paul. They're going to pitch the ball out to their stud running back, Larson. Larson will get the edge, and Larson will get a gain of about eight on the play.
2: Yeah, my guess is Larson's fairly upset after that run. He's hurting his average. (laughs) (laughs) That's only eight instead of the ten or whatever it's been. Well,
1: that one was, was six on the carry. He's still, you know. He's not hurting his average too bad. He's still averaging over 11 yards per rush in this game. Right. (laughs) That uh, 67-yarder doesn't hurt too many averages.
2: No, my guess is you're going to see a a counter or something here for big money.
1: And they're going to fake the uh, handoff. It's going to be a halfback pass. Larson, he's going to throw it into double coverage. It's going to be tipped and then intercepted. Going to be picked up by Rubileski. Rubuleski, after the tip, will uh, make the interception and we brought down at about the 10-yard line. It's
2: one of those deals you don't need to do it, and you kind of want to as a coach because you feel like, let's put him away. You can put him away, run and toss. You got cute, and now the whole onside kick thing never happened.
1: Well, except the field position. It is not a great start here for St. Cecilia. So far, they're breathing a sigh of relief as uh, the uh, pass was intercepted.
2: And, yeah, again, uh, and it was double-covered. Yeah. I mean, uh, St. Sealy did a fantastic job, well-coached, had two guys with it.
1: Yeah, it didn't fool them at all. And so a nice job there is they're going to hand it off that quick little hitter on that left side, and they're going to get about four yards on first down.
2: Yeah, they do a really nice job there. And Dugan, the freshman, is going to be out there to make the tackle for uh, St. Paul. He gets up kind of shaking his shoulder out a little bit.
1: And again, Clark with his 12th run of the night. He has been a very steady workhorse for him.
2: And I don't know if you're still a freshman ten games in,
1: but <laughs> well, you're still taking geography instead of that's uh, right that, that sophomore world history class. They're going to pitch the ball out to this left side. Rodriguez breaks one tackle. He's got at the 20, a little stiff arm and he's going to be forced out of bounds at about the 30-yard line.
2: Yeah, that was a nice job by Rodriguez and Eli Larson does a great job taking a good angle to be there to clean it up but that's a nice play out to the 31-yard line.
1: For a guy that, as we mentioned, hasn't run the ball a whole lot, I think six times on the season coming in. That's his second rush tonight so they've seen something that they wanted to set up. The ball will be spotted at about the 31-yard line.
2: Yeah, and this is just wishbone all night. Offset eye.
1: Now hand off to Ash. Ash will uh, bounce off one D tackle, bounce it out to the outside. Has across the 40, cuts in. Has across midfield to 50, and then down to about the opposing 43.
2: Yeah, now as a coach, you just got that pit in your stomach because you tried the trick play, and now you've got the Saint Cecilia Blue Hawks feeling good about themselves. You can hear the other side over there, Randy. The fans are going, the kids are going, a lot of momentum here.
14: Well,
1: it came to 26 on that play, and the last time Jake Ash ran it, it was a 35-yard touchdown. It's been a while since he's had his hands on the ball, as they do run that wishbone here, and there's a little bit of movement on that far side when the lineman moved. Yeah, that's going to cost in. him five yards.
2: Yep, and that's what you can't do. because, And I know these last couple have been big plays, but you don't want to put yourself behind the chains.
1: Well, again, it also, momentum is such a big thing, especially in high school football. And and first and 15, you, you lose that momentum. You lose a little bit of that, that oomph that you yes. had just a moment ago.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. So I, it'll be
1: first and 15.
2: I still think St. Cecilia, if they want to get in that three-by-one, that 10 personnel stuff, there's pass stuff there for them. They're probably going to have to to get in this thing.
1: Well, they it right now 28-7. to seven. They survived the onside kick. Now they run a, a quick hitter right up the middle. And, uh, again, not much room to run, but you unstack it, and they get back to the original line of scrimmage. So it doesn't look like much, but then you end up gaining about five yards. Ben Clark will hand the ball back to the official, and job done there.
2: Yeah, that's a dynamite job. That was just trap again. My goodness, they've ran that trap a lot of times tonight.
1: And that one gains five, and it's it's starting to wear on that defense just a little bit.
2: Well, yeah, there's no doubt about it. The the one thing is, when you're big, I know it's super fun to be 6'3 and 325 as a sophomore, but you get tired.
1: So it'll be second and 10 here, and they're going to throw a quick little hitter to that left side, trying to get to the edge is going to be uh, the uh, receiver, uh, Driscoll. Yeah, Driscoll. And Driscoll doesn't have much room to run there, but he ends up gaining about four. Yeah,
2: he does a nice job. That was bubble screen. And if they can start completing bubble screen, that will set up that trap even that they like because St. Paul will have to bet a box defender out, and that allows you you gain a number there uh, in the run the type of runs that uh, St. Cecilia's been running. Now we're back to 10 personnel, three by one.
1: Well, now you got it f- – third and about six inside the 40-yard line. Get something done here, you might go for it. They're going to roll out right side. Redinger, he's going to throw, he's going to throw into coverage, and it's going to be intercepted.
2: Yeah, they just, again, the concept, uh, they they ran one stick and two vertical, and those two defenders, just all they had to do was run with the vertical interception number 17. That's why I'm saying. It's not like St. Paul picks you off because they run such great exotic defense. It's like that, they just, I mean, the quarterback just threw it up into two guys. Well,
1: Rubuleski was there. There was there was a uh, Blue Hawk, a, a Wildcat, a Blue Hawk, and a Wildcat. Uh, he had two receivers kind of running in the same area, and that isn't a recipe for success either. So the ball will be spotted at about the 9-yard line. We exchange turnovers, and both teams start at about the 10, and they'll just hand the ball off to that first running back through that Seward, and Seward at that time, Uh, Not as much success as he's had in the past on that play. That time, it's only a gain of about two.
9: And
2: my guess here is St. Paul, it's going to be veer and toss here. They're just going to try to get simple and salt this thing away.
1: 9.03 to go here, third quarter. A 28-7 lead here for St. Paul. They're at their own 10-yard line. And they empty the backfield. Bring a man across in motion, and they're going to hand it off to him. Cutting back to the inside here's going to be Placky. Placky gets to the edge, and it's going to be forced out of bounds after getting more than enough for a first down. He'll be across the 25-yard line. they will be a gain of uh, at least 14. Now, I'm not sure exactly where they're spotting this on the near sideline, about the 27.
2: Yeah, Jackson Seward just did a fantastic job out there, Randy. He was like the number two receiver, and he absolutely buried the Blue Hawk defender blocking which allowed that to spring.
1: 16-yard gain, and that'll put the ball out to the uh, 27. We'll go with the number on the scoreboard here. I-formation behind the uh, quarterback, Nap, and they'll just hand it off to that first guy coming through. That, will again, will be uh, Jackson Seward.
2: And they get about three there, uh, it's going to look Seward, like, and it's going to be Anthony batter, Sabadka on battered the battered tackle. So
1: Seward has carried the ball Ten times today, Eli Larson has only carried at 11.
2: Well, and actually, you know, if you can get through these playoff games and you don't got to give it to that dude 30 times, that's a lot less wear and tear on his body.
1: And again, another eye formation. One wide out to the left, which is the short side of the field. A little bit of defensive line adjustment. They run the counter. They give it off here for Larson. Larson cuts it off just off that defensive end and has more than enough for the first down. It brings it out to about the 42. That'll be a gain of 12.
2: Yeah, Larson's showing some patience tonight uh, and the willingness to stick that thing in the ground closer to the middle of the field versus the sideline. He hasn't done that a lot this year. That will make him better if he becomes willing to run the ball north and south closer to the middle of the field versus stretching everything to the sideline
1: and we talked a little bit about him picking up speed when he cuts in that was a good example of it right there first and 10 at about the 42 yard line they'll split the backs here as they're rolling out to his right is going to be nap on the option and he'll pitch it late and there's just not much room there for sewer that was well strung out there by saint cecilia
2: yeah they ran speed option there and Every time they've run that tonight, uh, it's been negative yards for them. That's a hard play to defend, and St. Cecilia has just played it absolutely fantastic.
1: So a loss of one will make it now second and 11.
2: And Seward came off. They're around him talking to him. That's a big deal. So the freshman comes in at fullback. You'll probably see toss here. I I doubt they'll run veer option in this spot. This will be tossed to the wide side.
1: Which will be the uh, right side of the field? They do hand it off to that uh, fullback right up the middle, and he'll get out to about the 45-yard line.
2: And you're going to get third down here. That's really I. I was sure they'd run toss there, but pretty decent little play call there. They ran. They have the number two receiver bet all the way back inside. That's a look they always run toss out of. Not doing it there breaks the tendency and allows you to gain some yards.
1: So Trevor Dugan does gain three on the play. It'll make it now third and seven. And they'll go with an empty backfield. So Knapp out there man in motion that's Rubuleski. they'll hand it off to him on the jet sweep he's got a lead blocker he's got the seam. he's got it across the 40 at the 30 he's going to step out of bounds as he is going to be uh, met by his number mate luke rodriguez
2: yeah tommy rubleski that's a great job of course his brother was the quarterback here the last couple years have done such a great job
1: so that's uh, about 22 yards on the carry
2: Yeah, they're doing really well right now with that jet sweep to the the strong side.
1: Well, Rubuleski's run it three times. One was a gain of 15, one was a gain of 22, and the other one was
2: one. Well, you'll take that out of a 10th grader, won't you? Yeah,
1: two out of three times you're getting a first down out of it. The first and 10 here at the 31-yard line. They split the backs here as they'll run with a little counter. And, again, a nice little hard run here by Dugan. Dugan's going to be tripped up and puts his hand on the turf so he can gain a couple extra yards. That's good work for a freshman. They'll take it out to about the 22-yard line. So that's a gain of nine.
11: Yeah, it's their
2: absolute favorite play. They run toss, and then they get in split back and run that exact counter. And if that's uh, Seward, that probably goes. But that's an awful nice carry there for a freshman.
1: And I'm looking on the sideline to see if they're working on Seward, and I don't see him at all.
2: No. No, he's
1: standing on the, he's standing on the sideline. They're not attending to him.
2: This could be a deal now where they know they can salt this thing away and they know how important he is, and he can just stay in.
1: So second and one, handoff to the big man. Larson right up the middle. He's still powering in there. He dives, puts the football forward, and has a 22-yard touchdown. Yeah,
2: oh, split back there, and they just ran fear. Oh, Just gave it to him inside Veer, and nobody touched him.
1: Well, not until he got to the end of the 10-yard line, and that he just drug in the last 10 yards because they weren't in front of him. And, again, he likes to make his living on the outside, but he's fast enough that by the time you reel him in, you're going to be riding him for 10 yards before he takes you into the end zone.
14: Yeah,
2: his strength is impressive.
1: So, in to kick the extra point here is going to be Jackson Seward. And that one's a little bit of a low-line drive kick, but it's between the uprights. And so a 35-7 lead right now for St. Paul with 5.39 to go here in the third quarter. We'll return
0: with the kickoff right after this. Are you suffering from arthritis pain or recovering from surgery or injury? Maybe you're trying to exercise and the pain makes it difficult. If so, you should consider warm water aquatic therapy as part of your solution. Physical therapy and sports rehab of Hastings can help you feel better in a 94-degree heated therapy pool. You don't even have to know how to swim, walk, exercise, and float your way to feeling better. So if you or your doctor are considering aquatic therapy, contact PTSR or visit our website, ptsrhastings.com. The Breeze 94.5.
1: Power Products broadcast booth powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton, and uh, we got to find out what Eli Larson's powered by because it's got uh, it's it might be nitro infused because he's got a little extra burst as he just busted through there. I was you know you, you talk about he doesn't really like to run between tackles, but he was between tackles that time and he he was full speed when he hit that hole.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it
1: and so they'll kick off again again an unusual kickoff here for Dugan and Dugan will uh, roll it forward and I'm beginning to wonder here because uh, again uh they've they've kind of reduced Jackson Seward's workload I wonder if maybe they're concerned about a hamstring or something like that that's why he's not kicking
2: off yeah and I'm curious I'm looking to see if he's out there because he's their outside linebacker on defense normally. And I don't see him at this point, but honestly, I don't know if I do. A lot of these guys I would sprinkle and pull because you're one score away from getting a running clock.
1: Well, he was out on the sideline. I saw him a little bit ago. Quick handoff here to the outside, and they're trying to reel in and are eventually able to corral Ben Clark. Clark started in the middle, and there was nothing there. Tried to bounce it to the outside, gave up ground, and that's going to cost him about three yards. It's going to be second and 13.
2: Yeah, Carson Morgan just did a fantastic job there from his defensive end spot, and this is where St. Paul can start to growl a little bit. They get... When they get a lead and start feeling good about themselves, they're as good as anybody at making you feel bad about yourself.
1: So in under center, of course, we'll be Redinger. Redinger will pitch it out, uh, and uh, coming through there is Jake Ash. Ash is going to get back to the original line of scrimmage, so he'll get those three yards back, and he'll set up now third and ten.
2: Yeah, that was a really nice job there by the defensive ends to get that shoved back inside, and then Dugan and Robleski just came up and smacked him.
1: Well, Esh's last two carries uh, totaled 61 yards, so holding him down to three was a victory here for uh, St. Paul, and they've got the victory on the scoreboard as well. With four and a half to go here in the third, they lead it 35-7. to Pistol formation here for Redinger. He's going to throw it quick, and it's going to be high and incomplete. He was trying to connect with Luke Rodriguez, and Rodriguez was not able to reel that
8: in.
2: No, it was super high, and the reason it was is he had to throw it up and over Carson Morgan, the big defensive end. Those guys just make such a mess for you because they're you can't run it at them. You can't throw it over the top of them. It's hard to duplicate that.
14: Well,
1: you're 6'4, and you mentioned his long arms. You really do have to elevate that pass.
2: They're going to be a good basketball team this year, I think.
1: I would think so. Well, punting situation here again. And so Rodriguez has a little bit of a shorter drop back here. He's going to take a quick one step. Uh, punt, and it's going to be picked up at the 30-yard line for Plackey. Plackey right up the middle, and he bounces across the 40. They still haven't got him down. He'll spin forward out to about the 44-yard line. That is not quite as impressive as the long one he had right before the half, but he was not willing to go down.
2: No, and I mean, it's about a guy away from making another big one here. This is a big drive for St. Paul as a playoff team. Four minutes left in the third. You'd like to salt it away, and it's really important to do that. Get that clock running. It's less snaps on your guys. And right now in C2 football this time of year, it's all about who's healthy.
1: Yeah, and uh, Norfolk Catholic has a 49-26 lead over Bergen, so they're comfortably ahead, but they're not having a running clock. And they'd like to get one here, handoff right up the middle. No, they faked the handoff. Quarterback's going to keep it. And bouncing out to the outside. Yeah, that's a nice gainer there for Brendan Knapp.
2: Yeah, that's a really nice job. They showed the inside veer and just ran straight speed option. Jake Esh is going to take a nice angle and get it shoved out of bounds, but not for before a giant gain.
1: So again, a gain of 12 on the play, and more importantly, it moves the sticks
2: and sets up first down here. Yeah, and, and, and they're starting to run some of them through. Right now you've got Caleb Peterson no longer on the offensive line.
1: Dugan is at fullback right now. And they fake the handoff to him. We'll give it off here for Larson. Larson right up that right side, going right ahead of where the tight end was. And they'll take the ball all the way down to the 30-yard line. That'll be a gain of 14.
2: My guess is if you get this to 35 and get the clock running, Larson may get a series or two off as well.
1: Well, coming in with the play here is Tommy Robleski. He's had a nice game. A yes. Gain of 38 on three carries off that jet sweep played well defensively as well as that interception ball at the 30 and looking over here is nap getting instructions now he'll step in under center he'll uh get dugan out of that formation and in motion to the right and there is a flag down and most assuredly that's going to be five yards here on st paul and they are backing up
2: yeah they're pointing in towards the line they said somebody moved that's always so darn frustrating.
1: Yeah, my, and it was uh, the, the lineman on this near side. He could have actually lined up sides too. Yeah,
2: that's exactly right.
1: So it'll be first and 15.
2: Yeah, three and a half left here, 35-7. Really doesn't, and I don't think this, this five that you lost doesn't take you out of what you wanted to do. They're right back and split back out of twins.
1: So first and 15. Long count. And they run a little zone read and a good quick hit right up the middle. And Larson's going to go in for a touchdown. They line him up as the fullback, and he goes 36 yards, barely touched, was full speed by the time he got to the hole, and he was gone.
11: That
2: was the exact same play they scored their touchdown on on the last drive. They went split back and ran inside Veer to the twin side. Nobody touched him.
1: So 36 yards on the touchdown. And with an extra point here, we would have a running clock. So, in that sense, a little bit of pressure here on Jackson Seward, who is in to kick here. And, again, we haven't seen him a lot do uh, his other functions on the football team, both defensively and offensively. Good snap, good hold, uh, kick through the uprights, and it is now 42-7. to With 3.11 to go here in the third quarter, we'll have a running clock at least for a little while here in St. Paul as the Wildcats are leading St. Cecilia by 35, and we'll be back
0: with that kickoff right after this. Whatever the Midwest weather brings, you can rely on a York comfort system to keep your home comfortable all year. York systems are smarter, more connected, and more efficient than ever before, cutting your energy costs by as much as 50%. Plus, all York residential products have some of the best warranties in the industry. Your York Midwest dealer is Rutz Heating and Air in Hastings and Kearney. Go to rutsheating.com, proudly serving the entire Tri-City area. Learn how you can move up to a new line of comfort and efficiency for your home.
12: The Breeze,
1: 94.5. Well, St. Cecilia on the night has scored six touchdowns. Five of those have come from Eli Larson. The other one was that wine placket. Placky, uh, 62-yard pump return. So uh, to say Larson's having a good night, yeah, bit of an understatement.
14: Yeah, and he's
2: played great defense, too. He's played a great inside linebacker spot tonight.
1: So Larson came in with 16 touchdowns on the night. Now he's got 20 on the season. So, yeah, it's a pretty good workload.
2: It's just nuts. It's like I said at the half. I mean, if you break this down, you start looking. St. Cecilia goes, how in the heck are we down 42-7? And it's just what they do to you.
1: So the uh, kickoff here, again by Dugan, this one's going to be a little bit deeper and be picked up at about the 15-yard line. Trying to get the edge here is uh, is going to be the uh, fullback, Ben Clark, and Clark will bring it across the 32.
2: Yeah, Tyson Rasmussen does a nice job there eludes the blocker and then just makes a great, sure tackle. Well,
1: your fullback is running your kickoffs. You know, he, he was almost looking for contact there.
2: Yeah, that's right. It's always kind of fun sometimes to watch those guys in those spots because they don't try to get away from anybody. They look for somebody to knock out.
1: Yeah, I'll just run over you. There's nobody behind you, I don't think. So they run out of that wishbone, and they'll hand it off deep in the bone here for Esh. And boy, he gets planted as soon as he gets the line of scrimmage there by Carson Morgan.
2: Yeah, Morgan did a really nice job there as Morgan and Eli Larson meeting up. So
1: gain a one on the play, second and nine. Again, that clock moving here, 2:22 to go here in the third quarter, 42 to seven, St. Paul with the lead. And uh, at the conclusion of the game, hopefully be able to talk with uh, coaches from both teams here. They run a quick little counter right up the middle for Ben Clark. Nothing fancy about that play.
2: No, but it's just they're still running the same stuff they've been running. They're going to have about a third and five, third and six.
1: That's gain of about four. We'll call it third and four here. As they got to get across the uh, thirty-eight yard line out to about the uh, yeah about forty-three, it might be more than four, but um four and a half.
2: First down's important here, yeah. very important.
1: Need to build a little bit of momentum. Hand off to Ash. Ash will slip through the hole. He's gotten that for the first time. Jackson will step in front of him. Jackson Seward will be pushed across the 50-yard line down to about the 46. That's a nice gain of 17 on the play.
2: Yeah, what happened there is as he went through the hole, he bobbled the ball, and some of the St. Paul guys thought he actually fumbled it, and they looked for the ball, and it allowed him to squirt through. Wouldn't recommend that as a methodology. I would not either.
1: But it worked on that situation as uh, the clock still moves here with a minute five to go, but into... uh, Wildcat territories. They hand the ball to Ben Clark and Clark will bust through there have enough for a first down and take it down to about the uh, 33 yard line. So that'll be a gain of 13. That was a quick hitter and he was an eyelash away.
2: Yeah, that was a nice trap. They sent both backs to the sideline and just ran curl trap.
1: And they got that's a quick play. You don't have much time to react as a lineman or a
2: linebacker. Yeah, no doubt about that.
1: So first and 10 and they're going to pitch it out here to Ash. Ash on this right side will be uh, forced out of bounds. And I misspoke it wasn't Esch. The 20th back 20th uh, 20th deep 20th there it was Rodriguez. I'm used to Esch being yeah, back me there.
11: Too. <laughs> Tommy
2: Robleski in on another tackle there. He's just played really well. A lot of football in that family. His brother was just a tremendous football player.
1: They may not get this play off before we have the end of the third quarter, and it appears like they will not. Oh, they do get it off just in time, and they'll hand it off to that uh, that trail back, and they don't bring him down, but he does gain about two or three on the play, and that's another carry here by uh, Rodriguez, and that will end the uh, third quarter. It is forty-two to seven. The lead belongs to St. Paul, but the football belongs to St. Cecilia, and they're driving. They'll continue when we start the fourth quarter right after this.
3: I was born and raised here in Hastings, Nebraska. My mom was in and out of hospitals since the age I was two, and I lost her when I was six. Every time I walked past that room, the memories I had with her and being with her has helped me be a more empathetic caregiver. It's an honor to be in the presence of people that took care of my mom. They made me feel always at home and again, like I was an extension of them. I am the person I am today because of them. You cannot teach compassion, you cannot teach empathy. That's something that's just a part of you. If I can just make a difference in one person's life, then I've, I've done my job. This is just the way that we care for our patients here and their families. I'm Megan Marble, Nursing Quality and Improvement Advisor at Mary Lanning Healthcare.
15: Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. The
12: Breeze,
1: 94.5. We certainly want to say thanks to Mary Lanning Healthcare, being one of our presenting sponsors for all of our state football playoff games, as well as Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton, and Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weges and Todd Travis. Your Pioneer seed dealer. By the way, uh, Bellevue West has scored eight straight points here, so now they lead Carney 10 uh, nothing, and now the uh, Bearcats have hit a field goal, so it's 10-7. to Handoff right up the middle, and that is Jay Cash, who is running, spinning like a whirling dervish there. And ends up carrying it for about eight yards, and that'll move the sticks.
2: Yeah, St. is doing a nice job. This is still all starters for St. Paul. It's what they've been able to do all night. They just haven't made any of those drives pay off.
1: Well, they did get the uh, one uh, 35-yard touchdown by Esh From about this spot on the field, this will be 27 yards. That's where it's first and 10. And uh, they're going to bring it across the 20-yard line. I said 27. It was actually a 22, so that'll be a gain of three. 12, and yeah, again, the, Ben Clark, again, with a three-yard rush.
2: Yeah, that was a big trap there. That was a deal there where that defensive line for – St. Paul just got blasted.
1: So it'll be second and seven. 42-7 is our score. Ball at about the 19-yard line. Again, another handoff here to Clark. Clark's 18th carry of the night. That's kind of what's been available to him, and he'll bring it inside the 15-yard line down to about the 14, and it'll be third and very manageable.
2: Yeah, and if I'm St. Cecilia here, I know I've got two plays to get it. Getting a touchdown here is a big deal because it stops that clock from running. And I'm just telling you, as a team, nothing saps you more than knowing you have a running clock.
1: They're trying to answer back from when they fell behind by 35. Esh gets the handoff, makes one man miss, puts his head down, and will bring it inside the 10-yard line where it now will be first and goal. That's a nice gain of about five.
2: Yeah, and that was a really nice run by him there. He does a, I mean, he nice
1: little slide step.
2: Yes, he did a lot of that on his own. Jake Esh the senior, been around a long time.
1: And St. Paul wants to call a timeout and circle the wagons here a little bit.
2: Yeah, they don't want this running clock to go away.
1: Well, if you're smiling while you're driving, freezing is the reason. With freezing Chevrolet and Sutton and freezing Ford in Aurora, freezing is where you need to go to get that new car to get you to the game and then back again. Check that out online at freezingchevy.com and freezingford.com. This is a freezing Ford and Chevrolet timeout. With 10-11 to go in the fourth quarter, 42-7, to 7, our score will be back in 30 seconds.
7: If your last new car dealing resembled a full-contact martial art and not near as much fun... Friesen Chevrolet in Sutton says come find out what low-pressure customer-based auto dealing is all about. The same is true for service and parts. In this day and age where nobody knows your name, Friesen Chevrolet Sutton is greeting more and more folks by their name. And that's why they say if you're smiling when you're driving, Freezing is the reason. Friesen Chevrolet in Sutton.
12: The Breeze 94.5.
1: They've been pretty good. They got the one, obviously, that turned into the touchdown. This has been a quality drive as well.
2: Well, there's no question. And When you add this up tonight, St. Cecilia is going to have put more yards on St. Paul than than anybody anybody they'll have have beaten this year. Their numbers have been really good tonight. They just haven't been able to turn anything into points.
1: Well, they're trying to cash in here, but they call the timeout. Uh, Coach Fuller does to try to circle the wagons. They'll hand off very quickly here to Ben Clark, and they were ready for that one.
2: Yeah, that went absolutely nowhere. My guess is that's what the timeout was about, is no more money on trapped. Enough.
1: Yeah, so uh, John Coslin was able to make the tackle. That actually would be a loss of about a yard and a half here for Ben Clark.
2: And John Cashlin's a big kid. He's only 5'10", but he's 3'10", and just a freshman.
1: they got some big, young kids here. They're going to run the option to the right. Cutting back to the inside here is going to be Rediger. They oh. had the pitch man. The fumble, they, I think he got back on the ball though. Got
2: absolutely decked. And I mean decked. That was big. I think that was Christian Ecker. And I mean he came up and very rudely ended that speed option.
1: Well, whatever Rusty Fuller said to his team is working so far. They've lost two yards on the last two plays here. It's now third and goal from the ten. Rolling out is gonna be Redinger. Redinger loses the football. He has off. it knocked out of his hands, and picking it up out of the air is going to be St. Paul, and grasping that football is going to be Carson Morgan.
2: And they're lucky Morgan fell down, or the band would be playing.
14: <laughs>
2: Holy cow, that, and you said it. Now, there's a big moment you'll be able to point back to because – Right there, St. Paul had become disinterested. They were going to give up the touchdown. Rusty wisely uses a timeout because it'll be these moments this next week. We're talking about uh, Norfolk Catholic as a team that you have to step up and play. You cannot ever take a down off, and they rose to that occasion.
14: And
1: they get the ball at the 25-yard line. Uh, Third turnover of the night here for St. Cecilia. And, again, that keeps that clock moving now with eight-and-a-half minutes to go. Change at quarterback, and we'll get all these uh, other players here for St. Paul. At quarterback there was uh, Tanner Maddox. And the ball uh, carried this time by Trevor Dugan, and Dugan's going to gain about three.
2: Yeah, and Hunter Gravatt, 26, is now your tailback. Most of that line is now switched out. Morgan's not in.
1: They're switching more guys out here. Ryland uh, Burkeby is going to check into the game as well. They're going to split him out wide to that left side. So Maddox under center. Fullback still is Dugan. And they're going to toss it out to that uh, tailback. Grab it. And grab it will uh, gain about maybe a half yard.
2: Yeah, and it's just a matter of now. Rusty's looking at this and going, tick, 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 tick. Let's get the film loaded back up on Norfolk Catholic and see if they can't go back up there and beat the Knights.
1: That's Gravit's 35th carry of the night. That says a little bit when you get your uh, backups in there, and gravit has been able to carry the ball 35 times. They've had pretty good success and been able to bring these kids in throughout the course of the year.
2: Yeah, it's a huge deal. He's got a big roster.
1: And he told me before the game, 43 for 43, they're all healthy. And I offered him some wood to knock on. They're going to hand the ball off to Dugan right up the middle. And Dugan stopped for no gain, is going to push the pile forward and have a gain of about uh, two. You're going to get a false start. Yeah, there was a late flag that came in. Or they relocated the flag, one of the two.
2: That's motion.
1: Yeah, that's going to work against St. Paul.
2: Well, my guess is St. Cecilia, maybe they're just going to say no play, no play. Doesn't say you could decline that, but they're going to call the playoff and move them back.
1: Well, if you did call the playoff, that was a late flag.
2: Yeah, no kidding.
1: That was no about as late as it gets. I mean, the play was over for a pre snap foul.
2: Yeah, you're exactly right. Now, as they run in, it'll
1: be third and ten now.
2: Ryland Burkby is going to bring the play in, a freshman for St. Paul. Let's see here. It's, it's always fun to watch the JV guys get lined up. It's a little bit of a circus sometimes.
1: Yeah, they like I say they've had a lot of snaps, though. Maddox will hand the ball off. I think that's Dugan on that left side. Yes, it is. And uh, Dugan will gain about two. He got to that hole quickly, and uh, he got tripped up. If he doesn't get tripped up, that linebacker wasn't where he needed to be. And so that might have been a big play, but as it is, it's a two-yard gain here for Trevor Dugan.
2: Yeah, and he smashed the ball on the ground. I think he felt like he should have been able to get going there
1: well they bring in the uh, regular punter here for uh, st paul so uh vogel back in punt formation pressure coming he gets a fairly low line drive kick out to the 45 yard line rodriguez trying to find a seam he'll bring it across midfield across the 45 and uh, they'll bring him down just short of the 40 yard line
2: yeah and on that it's your starters basically have to go back out on punt. most of these teams don't have a second team punt doesn't matter what the score is. You just got to kind of run the dudes back out there on special teams. Yeah,
1: you got one for the junior varsity games, but you don't really see that happen in the varsity action.
2: Right. Oh, now they're telling them how they're mad at them. Some of those starters are just jogging off.
1: I think Coach Fuller just wants to get his team's attention. We got flags all over the place. I think substitution infraction. Yeah, and that's going to be on St. Cecilia.
2: Just eat it. That's a deal official. It's 42-7 with five minutes left. Yeah. And you've got freshmen in the game. St. Paul's still coaching hard over here. They'd like to keep this thing at
1: 42-7. I'm with you on the eat it thing. Yes. Well, they call out the signals here out of the pistol formation. A little uh, counterplay as they hand the ball off here for Nolan Daly. And Nolan Daly gets back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be about it.
2: Yeah, my guess is it'll be a different offense. It'll be kind of that jet offense because their young guys probably can't run some of that trap stuff well enough yet.
1: The Platte River Radio Preps Athlete of the Month, brought to you by B&B Carpet and Donovan. Be sure to log on to PlatteRiverPreps.com to nominate your favorite athlete for Athlete of the Month. One boy and one girl will be listed on the PlatteRiverPreps.com, and it's brought to you by B&B Carpet. Late pitch as they try to get it out here to Max Clark, and Clark is going to gain about uh, three on the play, his 10th carry of the year.
2: Yeah, nice little, he's a little guy, but he ran to the edge really well.
1: Our reigning athletes of the month, by the way, are Katie Linder from Pleasanton and this Aiden Wheelock uh, kid from Minden. He ain't bad. He won his uh, third straight uh, state cross-country title.
2: Man, if you've never been to one of those, it's, I mean, the most mad respect in the world for those kids running that race. That is just psychotic.
1: You should not be able to run that far, and uh, collapsing at the end of it seems reasonable to me. A high snap, and they're going to pitch the ball out again to this right side for Daly. And Daly... He's going to make something happen out of it. That play looked like it was a mess, but he was able to find a seam. He'll bring it across the uh, 35-yard
2: line. Yeah, he'll bring up a fourth and five. I mean, that was a third and about 12. He's going to do a nice job there. But that's the football guys and I were talking about it here a couple weeks ago. We had uh, Caitlin States, a runner for Centura, was a state medalist in cross country this year, just a fantastic runner. But we just said, we were talking about we said, when's the last time you saw one of those long-distance runners smile?
1: <laughs> so there's a couple of big guys standing up here in the press box, right. And they're going to look to throw the football. And a quick pass on this left side. is going to be incomplete, but a flag comes in. The pass uh, falls incomplete. Thrown by Isaiah Swanson trying to connect with Max Boyd. A little bit high, but there is a flag down, and that will be pass interference, I would assume.
2: Now, this crew has just done a fantastic job tonight. They've let them play. It's been good football playoff uh, type football night now all of a sudden there's two flags that you just like what are you uh, doing? That
1: one, I, I that one, you gotta throw
2: I suppose yeah
1: I mean one of those two guys made a play
2: right and I guess just cuz he had his hands in the air doesn't mean he's still running him over from the back right right, right. <laughs> so You're they'll,
1: right now move the ball out to the 20-yard line and they do stop the clock to move the uh, sticks and now they'll wind it here so that running clock back in effect so, again, back to Pat Swanson here. They you know he's going to hand the ball off and not much room to run there for Daly as that was uh, that collapsed in on him. And Riley Thompson's going to lead the tackle.
2: Right. I guess the coach in me just wants to do whatever I can to be allergic to the officials.
1: <laughs> there's, there's that toxicity that you sometimes talk about. Second and 10 here from the 20-yard line. So, next up it would appear... And uh, Norfolk Catholic now with a 56 26 lead over Bergen. So it'll be uh, a rematch here between Norfolk Catholic and uh, St. Paul next week.
2: And they're going to call substitution yeah. again because the poor freshman couldn't get off the field. All right. It's not yeah. being allergic. No. No, I'm just going <laughs> to say <laughs> leave the poor kid alone.
1: That'll back him up five yards. And again, I, I think the St. Paul coaches would be go. Just keep that that in your pocket.
2: Yeah, that just. I mean, it's just a deal where, because the, the the crew, this has been a good official It is. Crew They've
1: tonight. done. A, they have done a nice job. They set a nice level of what uh, what kids can get away with, and it's it's been played at that level all night. Not a lot of flags really, until recently. So Swanson will call it out, he's going to roll out to his right. Now he's going to back up. Now he runs to that right side here on second down, and uh, he'll gingerly try to get the edge there. Didn't really have a good seam as the uh, St. Paul defense did a nice job of, of extending that play all the way to the sideline.
2: Yeah, and Isaiah Swanson, he's a 6-foot, 180-pound sophomore That's a good-looking kid, not real fleet of foot, but if they can get him throwing it, he might be all right coming forward. Well, he was
1: running kind of tenderly there, you know, just trying to find something. It's going to be now third and 13 from about the 22-yard line. A minute 32 to go here in a 42-7 to game. And the handoff to the uh, tailback. And, boy, that's some hard running over there as uh, the pile gets uh, pushed forward. And uh, handing the ball back after a hard run there is Luke Landgren.
2: Yeah, that's a nice little run, a little tough. Some of these little backs are pretty decent.
1: We'll be hearing that name down the road, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, that's right. Get a play in a playoff game here. Now we get a little spread look, three by one.
1: Final minute of the game, fourth and ten from the uh, 20-yard line. Swanson will bring a man across in motion. A little bit of movement up front, but they don't call it. And they'll hand the ball off on this uh, left side. To uh, I think that's Carlos Bueno, isn't it, 24?
2: Yeah, Tyler Swinarski there for St. Paul really makes a nice play. Nice to be able to see a senior get in the game there. Probably hasn't played a ton this year.
1: Bueno actually lost two yards on the play as that was well diagnosed, so a loss of two.
2: So the final 30 seconds, my guess is they'll run one more.
1: They should have time for one more play here.
2: This is always where sometimes you can throw the starters in and let them run victory.
1: Just to have that moment.
2: I don't think Rusty's going to run one. Yeah, it doesn't look it. like
1: it. He's taking his time, and there's only 13 seconds left, and they're just standing around. So they're going to be able to let the clock expire, and that's exactly what they're going to do. And if they throw a flag for delay right now, I will be on your yeah, side. Yeah,
2: no kidding.
1: The triple zeros are up on the scoreboard, and so is a 42-7 to final here for St. Paul as they come away with a, a nice victory. Uh, St. Cecilia is going to end their season at 6-4, and four. at 8-2. St. Paul will move on, and uh, again, it's not a final yet, but they will be taking on Norfolk Catholic in the next round.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, they came out of this thing, Randy, healthy, and that's the deal. Not only do you get a good win, but when you're a top-five team, you're not overly concerned with the first round. I know it's the round of 16, but... You're always going to have a tough one in the quarterfinals, and that's what they see it. But they get to go, you know, they played Norfolk Catholic in week four this year with a team that was basically all sophomores, very young guys that needed some experience. They've gotten all that experience. That's a lot of games later now down the line, and they're completely healthy. If you would have told Rusty, we're going to give you a chance to go to the state semis, completely healthy, but you got to come back and play these guys in week eleven, I think he'd have taken it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And again, it's been a great, good growth experience here for St. Paul, and they win it here on their home field by a final of forty-two to seven. We'll step away for a moment. When we come back, we'll have our uh, New West uh, post show coming up right after
13: this. <laughs> That's a great looking truck.
7: Where'd you find it? I found it at You Betcha Auto in St. Paul. You Betcha is family owned with a comfortable, no pressure atmosphere. Do they have lots of vehicles? They've got a great selection. You Betcha specializes in pre-owned, top quality trucks, cars, and SUVs. If they don't have what you want, they'll find it for you. It was a great hometown buying experience at You Betcha Auto in St. Paul. Call Brian or Jared at 308-754-2200 or go to YouBetchaAuto.com to see the vehicles available. And go wild located in Sutton.
14: Get more than you expect
15: direct it's time to power up and save at mattress direct in hastings while supplies last get a queen beauty rest mattress and power base for only $9.99 that's a savings of $250 not only do you save big on a beauty rest mattress you also get an adjustable base that has a built-in sleep tracker sleep monitor now that's getting more than you expect mattress direct next to furniture direct on south burlington in hastings and find even more savings online at furnituredirecthastings.com
1: And welcome back for the New West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery Post Game Show. Certified and fellowship-trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. And really, some pretty good numbers here, Larry Baker. Uh, even for Saint Cecilia, who fall here forty-two to seven, because Jake Ash carried the ball eleven times, and again, I mean, he had a couple of big runs here. He finished with one hundred and forty-five yards on just eleven carries. And uh that that's that's pretty good effort here for Saint Cecilia who overall had two hundred and twenty eight yards rushing against Saint Paul.
2: Well yeah that's a Saint Paul team that I don't know that Giving up 100 yards rushing right now a game. That's why I said this was going to go way over. Saint Cecilia played well enough tonight. They just didn't make any of those yards turn into points.
1: Yeah, it seemed like they moved the ball pretty well from the 20 to the 20. But uh, once they got uh, inside there, some some turnover problems. They ended up with three turnovers, and that was uh, one of the big uh, differences here in the ball game. So for Saint Cecilia, here's their numbers. Ben Clark carried the ball one time for three yards. Excuse me, Max Clark carried the ball one time for three yards. Ben Clark carried the ball 19 times for 73 yards. Thomas Redinger had three rushes for one yard. Noah Daly had three carries for 14 yards. Micah Heil, five carries for 18 yards. We mentioned Jake Esch, 11 rushes, 145 yards. And uh, also in the game, uh, Luke Rodriguez carried the ball five times For 20 yards. Overall, 228 yards rushing here for St. Cecilia. They did struggle in the air. They had only uh, uh, five yards passing from Thomas Redinger. And Redinger also was uh, pegged uh, pegged for uh, a couple of interceptions. And there was also a fumble in there as well. One pass completion. Uh, Here in the ball game by Isaiah Swanson, and he was able to uh, connect for three yards on the play, so eight yards passing for St. Cecilia to go with 228 yards in the air, so 236 yards total here for St. Cecilia. Now for St. Paul. Jackson Seward carried the ball 11 times for 34 yards Brendan Knapp had 3 carries for 17 yards, Trevor Dugan had 4 carries for 17 Tommy Ruboleski carried it 3 times on the jet sweep for 38 yards Wyatt Plackey had 1 carry for 16 yards, Hunter Gravett had 1 carry for no yards and Eli Larson only 15 carries on the night, but those 15 carries turned into 216 yards on the night. And uh, he had a big night uh, getting himself in the end zone here, too. One, two, three, four, five touchdowns on the night here for uh, Eli Larson, who now has 21 rushing touchdowns on the season. And 42-7 to is our final score as moving on is St. Paul.
2: Yeah, and it was just a, it was an efficient night for Eli Larson. They didn't have to pound him. He just big played him to death, uh, does Eli Larson there? And again, like we said, St. Cecilia. You know, made enough happen, they just didn't turn any of it into points.
1: We'll remind you that coming up here in a little bit over on uh, Power 99, it'll be the Ruts and Rivals scoreboard show brought to you by Ruts Heating and Air and Rivals Bar and Grill, the Ruts and Rivals scoreboard show every Friday night with Jeff Babel, and we'll get you caught up on some of the scores of interest. Uh, Number three, Bellevue West, has a 10-3 lead over number 14, Carney High. That game is over on KXBM. That game is now in the fourth quarter. Over on KICS, a tight one, Adams Central with a 21 19 lead over Central City. That game is in the fourth quarter. So the uh, Patriots, with uh, their back to the wall as they're being pushed to the limit by the Bison of Central City again, 21 19. That game is in the fourth quarter. Uh, On Power 99, number two Sutton now has a 22. to nothing lead over the 15 seed Battle Creek. That game is now in the fourth quarter. And on KHAS radio, McCook with a 35-7 win over Hastings. So the Bison win at home uh, here today. And those are the games we have for you on Platte River Radio. And uh, uh, again, uh, uh, some interesting games there. Carney High certainly battling uh, uh, pretty good football teams pretty close out in Bellevue.
2: Yeah, and and, and really, that's you know Brandon Cool just does that. He finds a way. You know, that's a game they go out there, and maybe should get beat up, and they're not going to let that happen. Cool uh, just does a fantastic job, and, and they've uh, uh, been able to take that and, and, you know, turn this into a ball game.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully, here in just a moment, we're going to step away, take another break. Hopefully, we'll have a chance here to talk with Rusty Fuller, head football coach here for St. Paul. We'll do that. Uh, we'll take a quick break, maybe get some more scores for you when we return, and we'll continue. With more of our New West Sports Medicine and North Peak Surgery post game show right after this.
0: When you need body work, call Sealy Body Shop in Hastings. Sealy's uses environmentally friendly products from PPG. Sealy's offers complete collision repair and restoration. Sealy's Body Shop, the name you trust, at 201 South Hastings Avenue in Hastings.
10: Your local pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season.
16: Gary Michaels Cloviers is celebrating Celebrating 35 years of business in Hastings And 5 years in downtown Kearney Celebrating you, our terrific customers Who have made us so successful Take 35% off all in-stock suits and sport coats 25% off all men's and ladies clothing An additional 20% off all clearance clothing and shoes Door prizes for a new suit, brighton purse And so much more Come celebrate at Gary Michaels Clothiers In downtown Hastings and Kearney
7: located in Sutton.
1: The breeze 94.5. Well 42 to7 is uh, a final here. St. Paul moves on in the Class C2 playoffs and kind enough to join us the head co- coach of the wildcats Rusty Fuller and well it, it may not have felt that easy but uh, you kind of made it look easy.
17: Uh, they had a good game plan coming in, uh, running that double-type power eye. They were content with getting three, four yards a pop. Uh, we had to make some adjustments on defense. Luckily, we got some turnovers, and uh, Eli Larson started running the ball really well for us, and it turned out okay.
1: Well, you led me into Eli. He uh, finished, only carried the ball 15 times but uh, ended up with 216 yards, and boy, he got in the uh, end zone off enough, five touchdowns.
17: Eli's a good runner. Uh, We try to set everything up with our toss game, um, make them honor that, and then that kind of leads into our option game, which we really got going in the second half. Started running our split backs, our inside veer, and that's when Eli started breaking some nice runs. And I was just excited that our offensive line got things moving a little bit, and uh, the adjustments we made uh, seemed to work.
2: Yeah, how nice is it to be able, you know, two things here. I would say first, how nice is it to be able to come out of here and have been efficient enough where Eli didn't have to get smacked in the mouth 30 times tonight. You know, he just was efficient enough big play him 21 plays on 21 points on three plays really in 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 that first half
17: yeah when you make the big play and especially uh if you create the turnovers and and the punt return was huge special teams and turnovers and playoff games or if you can win those battles you're going to be in good shape and um i think we did just that and that kind of led to our big plays on offense
1: but talk a little bit about the uh the, the punt return because wyatt Plackey with 10 seconds to go in the first half because really the uh, saints of city was in a position where they could have taken the lead it was a six-point game could have taken the lead and even got the ball to start the second half, that really was a moment where somebody needed to come up and make a play for St. Paul, and here comes Wyatt Plackey with a beautiful punt return.
17: Right. You know, Wyatt Plackey uh, is a four-year starter for us, him and Carson Morgan, and they're clutch players. They always make big plays for us depending on uh, what game it is and if it's on special teams, if we're throwing them the ball. And with Wyatt's speed, if he can make one guy miss, and usually it's that initial guy, he's got an opportunity to take it to the house every time.
2: Talk a little bit about, Rusty, you, but before the game and it's, you know, um, your defense has been solid all year. What it doesn't do is give up yards. But you said something to me down on the field. You just said, let's just keep him out of the end zone tonight. And you gave up a ton of yards tonight. I think St. Cecilia was worth about 180 on the ground tonight, and they go well over 200 tonight, but you kept them out of the end zone. You didn't allow any of those yards to turn into points.
17: Right, it's kind of a bend, but do not break defense, and we tell our guys um, when we need to tighten up, we better tighten up, and usually our defensive line uh, make plays, big Caleb Peterson and Carson Morgan, uh, and then our linebackers, I think we were aligned uh, off a little bit early on, and they started figuring out what they were doing, and we made adjustments, and then that's when we started making a few plays we needed to make sure on first down we got them to second and long that's right because they're content on three or four yards with that power eye offense and that's what we kind of stress to them at halftime is guys get them to second and nine get them to third and eight so we're, we're going to be in good shape
2: so moving forward here now last one for me through your season there's there i you you've been you've scored first virtually every week and then there's always that weird lull in that first quarter into that second quarter where you start making a bunch of mistakes, can't move the ball, not the same team at all, and then you're able to find it. You had that happen to you tonight where it was penalties and just flat not getting it done and start punting the ball away. But I felt like, as I've seen every snap that you've had this year except for uh, GICC, that span tonight was much shorter than it usually is. And then we saw the whole Wildcat thing get going again. Talk about how your team has grown to make that happen and what that's going to mean now going to where you went week four with this young team next week? Yeah, with uh, with the many young players that we have,
17: uh, they tend to make a few mistakes. I think uh, now they're starting to play like juniors and seniors and not like freshmen and sophomores and we had those three penalties that just killed us. But like you said, we had amnesia, we got over it, and we do. We have to shorten that up against good teams as we go on and if we can eliminate that in the next couple games uh, I feel really good about where we're going to be so we're going to have to stress got to be focused on every single play and our kids are hungry this week they're hoping they get norfolk catholic i don't know who they're going to get yeah they're going to get norfolk catholic and they they want it and so we're excited but they got to be focused in
1: Norfolk Catholic, by the way, seventy to thirty-two at the moment in the fourth quarter, so they got a running clock. They'll be getting up. Yep. They're going to get back and talk to the guys. You can let them know for sure right. that it will be Norfolk Catholic. You, you played them early in the year, as as Larry kind of alluded to. Does that help? Does that hurt with preparation? Obviously, you know what your stuff works against with them, but this really is a different football team than when you played them game three of the of the of the season.
17: Yeah, we know what they're going to do. Um, they're traditionally very good at what they do with that 6-2 defense. Um, we're going to have to make some adjustments, but we found our identity. I was talking to Coach Baker earlier. Uh, we think we found our identity week four or five against Wood River in the second half of who we are. And we weren't that same team when we played Norfolk Catholic. So we're hoping we are getting our option game going um, you know, getting Eli Larson the ball early. Let's see if they can stop us, and and then we're going to have to go from there.
1: Rusty, good luck next week. Go get it. Appreciate it. Thanks, All right. Right. Keep winning, well,
17: brother.
1: Uh, Rusty Fuller, head football coach here at St. Paul. We had a nice win tonight, 42-7 to over St. Cecilia, and so they'll move on to the next round of the state football playoffs, and as we mentioned, they'll be taking on Norfolk Catholic next week. I'm Randy Bushcutter for uh, Larry Baker and our engineer back at The Breeze, Stephanie Brubaker. Thanks so much for joining us. Good night, everybody.
0: You've been listening to High School Sports on The Breeze 94.5. KLIQ, Hastings Grand Island, Carney.